0: Live coming at you from Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. It is the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Fork Fest, as it were, as it was, whatever. As it is. Yeah, there we go.
1: And as it shall be.
0: Has either ended or has continued on, depending on how you look at it. I choose to say that Fork Fest has ended because we promoted it as June the 15th through June the 18th yeah. this year. And now, of course, it is June the 19th. Incidentally, two years to the day that I got my dog, Osria. So that's happy. It's not happy birthday. Her birthday was two months ago. But
1: but happy
0: birthday-ish, Osria.
1: Like... I mean, don't take this the wrong way, but I I like your dog more than I like you.
0: I understand. I mean, (laughs) I like her more than I like me, too. I mean, she's super friendly, and it's really easy to have her up here because she's a golden retriever. It was a little sad earlier she got attacked by another dog that Uh wasn't on a leash, but there's been a long battle with getting her accustomed to other dogs. She's been socializing around people since I got her, right? Like, again, I got her exactly two years ago, and two years ago today was the porcupine freedom festival yep. so as soon as i got her she was loaded up in my car and we came to Porkfest. so she's been around people and atvs and golf carts and loud noises and crap her entire life yeah yep. however there have been fewer dogs in her life than there have been people and mm. getting her accustomed to other dogs has strangely been a weird experience but it's It's been happening. I have her a trainer for all of that stuff, and she's getting so much better. So, people continued rolling in all day yesterday after the show. Yeah. And people have continued rolling in all day day, today. It's a. I should have realized that most people were probably going to come like Wednesday and Thursday. Not a whole lot happens on Monday and Tuesday, obviously. Although
1: the schedule is packed. It is. Yeah. I I was looking at it this morning, just trying to see, hey, is there anything that, you know, I. uh, you know sort of can't miss stuff for me personally and I was looking through it I was surprised at how packed the schedule actually is and like wow there is a lot of people doing a lot of stuff here
0: I would almost suggest that it's too packed right cuz it's it's unwieldy in how you go about it. there there's no good search function yeah there's no good filter options either I would love to be able to sort by just the pavilion mm. or just the fire tent right. or just whatever venue, because there's tons of venues here, and that's one of the decentralized aspects of the Porcupine Freedom Festival that I love so much. Yep. You have your site. Your site can be a venue, and you can host whatever events you want, such as last night at RV47 right next to us. This is sort of the, the Monadnock region. Or, no, because we also got the Gordons down there. I guess this is the Shire Society Lounge. That's what Matt and Chris uh, called yeah,
1: it. Although we renamed it last night uh, the Sofa Cabana. Okay. So somebody donated a sofa.
0: I saw that. I <laughs> to, was
1: to the to the big tent and so Who
0: brought who the hell I, brought a sofa here?
1: It was it was somebody who has one of the uh the mobile homes here. Okay. And they're like it's just been sitting on our porch, you know, you guys wanna wanna use it and then get rid of it when you're done or whatever. So Oh, it, that we'll might be a you problem. Yeah. Yeah, we'll either but, give it away or we'll burn it in a fire or something. <laughs>
0: That's really awesome on them. So thank you so much to whoever did that. There is a map up here that I meant to add Free Talk Live to. There's a large map that, yeah. of the entire campground. And people go through and they add their venue or whatever onto yeah. the map. And it's really convenient. But the map on porkfest.com slash schedule, it's... A little bit busy, and they do offer a PDF version of it and an iCal version. I don't. I assume that's iCalendar or something. It is.
1: Yeah, it's for the the i people.
0: But the PDF version is worse than the browser version. I only looked at it on my mobile device, right? I used the mobile browser to check it out, and it it wasn't good. Yeah. But the PDF was worse because the text overlapped in awkward ways, like one text field began before the other had ended. Uh, that sort I hate of thing. That.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's it, bad tech.
0: But, you know, there's options here. Uh, and I would love to see the Porcupine Freedom Festival avail itself of some of these options, like adding the ability to filter to just the pavilion or by the venue. But I love it. And there used to be the app Hoover that the Porcupine Freedom Festival used that achieved this sort of thing. But that was partially what was keeping them from decentralizing, right? Uh, because really- you had to, in order to get everyone used Hoover. Yep. To find out what was going on, they specifically promoted Hoova as the way to do that. Right, but you couldn't just create your event and get it on Hoova. They had to do this well in advance. The way the system is right now, I'm fairly sure that I could just go online and make an event for Free Talk Live here at RV Forty Six, and it would be broadcast. It would you know go out immediately. Yeah, but with the Hoova app, it was much more limited. For the ForkFest from three years ago, uh, where FUD played, we. I was tra- going to
1: say, was that the same app that you did a thing on? No,
0: I no. used, I want to say it was Eventify. I looked into Hoova. Yeah. But they were like, okay, cool. We're going to, let's schedule this meeting for us to do a Zoom meeting and we can step you through. And I'm like, no, no, no look, I want to give you money yeah. for your software. And then I want to be left alone to use your software. I don't need a 30-minute seminar. I don't need a sales pitch. <laughs> I need a way to give you money uh, yeah. and be able to use this software. Yep. Right? I can f- I'm a tech person. I can figure my way out around it. Yeah. But they, they just would not cooperate. They're like, no, we we, we have to do this meeting, this uh, seminar thing. So I was okay, well, screw you. So I looked up their competitions. And Eventify, I believe, was the one we ended up using. And it was it was super convenient, but it was centralized again, where yeah. in order for anyone to add something – They had to go through me, and that was not ideal, obviously. But there was a way to make all of the people who signed up for Eventify into admins so they could make Uh, their own stuff. However, they still had to sign up in advance, and I still had to go in afterward and approve them to be an admin. Okay. And at that point, you know, you've got 600 people running around as the administrators of this app, many of them, as we talked about yesterday, not tech savvy. Uh,
1: Yeah.
0: And you don't really want that sort I like, of thing.
1: I still don't. Like, other people claim that I'm tech-savvy. And I don't... I mean, I have been involved in technology. I have done software QA. I, You know, I have some networking experience. I have some software experience, that kind of thing. So I guess I am. But, like, I don't even really consider myself that tech-savvy. Like, I, I, I say all the time, uh, Free Talk Live, the wizardry uh, hierarchy goes like this. Ian, Arya, me... And then Mark, as far as, like, the first chair people.
0: Oh, Mark doesn't belong anywhere on that No, list. I, that's why he's at I the bottom. I love Mark to death, right. but, like, he, he no.
1: But that's why he's at the bottom, right? I mean,
0: <laughs> while Ian was in jail, and, just at, and before he was allowed to contact Mark, I became Mark's IT guy. Yes. Because Mark needs an IT guy because Mark is Mark. So he had me build, design, and build, and send him a remote studio.
1: Yeah, I remember that. So I did this. I remember that.
0: And then less than six months later, he needed to design and build a remote studio and send it to him again. again right. So I've sent him two separate laptops and at least one entire remote yep. kit. And we had it all set up. Everything was great. He was ready to do Edgington Post and get all of the get all the yep. recording. Because it can be tricky when you don't have a lot of audio equipment. To record the audio coming in via Zoom that yeah. you're using for your interview, right? Without like duplicating it right. and yeah, creating it's a difficult echoes. thing to do, right? So you got so we had all of that set up. He calls me the next day. Is like it no longer works. And I was like, all right, well, let's step through what could have happened. Wait,
1: is this the thing where we were hanging out and he just he had something plugged in the wrong way or not plugged no, in? No, that was a different thing. Oh, okay.
0: That was when his mixer wasn't turning on, and it turned out to be that he had not plugged it in. <laughs> So I mean,
1: that's, I remember that. Yeah, so, I remember laughing <laughs> like like we had to mute the button because we were laughing because of that. Yeah, I mean and we I went didn't through make Mark feel that bad.
0: We went through all of these steps to help him figure out what was wrong, and I was like, "All right, well, Mark, is, is the power cable plugged in?" He goes, "No, no, no. Should I plug it in?" Yes, Mark, if you <laughs> want to use it. So on this particular occasion, though, when his laptop wasn't recording anymore, he insisted that he did nothing. He changed nothing. All he did was close it and walk around and walk away. Well, something was unplugged, I determined, as we troubleshooted, troubleshocked Troublesho- the process. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know about that one. <laughs>
1: That's a new word. I just made it up.
0: So we, at, while troubleshooting it, it became apparent that something was unplugged. It was like, I didn't unplug anything. So, like, yes, it's that new Windows update that ejects all your USB devices, right? right. right yeah. But so, yeah, on the list of tech people, he, he's capable absolutely of doing the first chair. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't even know about letting him push buttons sometimes, Ben.
1: <laughs> Although I have recently, too. I was so surprised. Uh, I made the mistake uh, when Free Talk Live went to commercial of leaving the mics unmuted. So we were having this conversation now, none that of that goes be, out none of that goes out to radio, but it still goes out to the the web stream
0: It used to go out on the radio as well, yeah, and that it was a very big thing you had to mute, however, because we 're now running the uh, the processing in house yep. it doesn 't go out, but absolutely, especially in my early days of doing first chair, right, I would forget to mute the microphones because for call to freedom we didn 't have to do that right yeah. and that was what I had trained on because yeah. I was a host of Call to freedom first. And like there were several times where, after two minutes of commercials, the mics would turn back on, yep. or the other way around, where after two minutes, they would automatically cut off
1: oh okay, yeah, yeah, Scripts and that was down. for the
0: long breaks. It was all very confusing, but you know, you forget to plug you forget to mute the microphones, and a few minutes later someone drops an f bomb or something, it just blasts out there on terrestrial radio. We did have someone do exactly that, but it wasn't during a commercial mm-hmm. it was actually bonnie 's sister. I think someone related to Bonnie had called into the show to talk about something. I don't remember. Not what, right? Like as as people do. And Bonnie had warned her, you know, this is an FCC. We are a radio show and we are beholden to the FCC.
2: Can't say the seven bad words.
0: Right. And sure enough, just a few minutes into this conversation, she drops an F bomb. Uh, And this was when Ian was still in jail. It was after I had come over and redone the studio as best as I could, Mm. but I had made a critical logic error. And because of that, the feed that we were sending out was in front of the dump button rather than behind it.
2: Oopsie. Yeah, so
0: when I hit to dump it, it did absolutely nothing. So (laughs) that F-bomb got delivered, and... (laughs) That sucked. I hope none of the radio stations yeah. got fined as a result of that. But because of that, I became aware of it. And I learned a little bit more about how all of the technology works. And I fixed it. And yep. I tested it the next night with Westwood One, which yeah. I should have done anyway, right? Yeah. But didn't. So that was a lot yeah. of fun. So like, speaking of events, right, and festivals and the My Freedom Festival, and all of these wondrous, magical things that I'm happy to be here for and that you should come hang out with us for. Last night, it happened. The peak night of Fork Fest, and you debuted your EP. I did for the people who it were here. It was a
1: packed tent.
0: It was. <laughs> I came in and it was a lot of fun. I had to leave shortly after the songs like wrapped up because yeah. I had to walk my dog and all yeah, of that yeah. stuff. And I didn't time things properly. I saw you there. Yeah, but I was there for that, and it, it was. It was really good. I, I was very yeah. I was very impressed with it. The the sound, especially the. The guitar sounded different to me than the tone that I remembered you playing with uh, a few years ago. Yeah. And I like the newer tone a lot better.
1: Yeah, I uh so to me the guitar tone uh, I, I'm happy with it, but it sounds like my living room because that's where I recorded the guitars at, right? So uh all rooms have a you know a unique character to them. Yeah. Uh when you go to like a you know, a paid for acoustically designed uh, recording studio, those rooms are designed to have a flat response. And so right. you don't get any character out of those. So all of the character comes from your amp. But uh, as a DIY guy, I don't have that luxury. And uh, so I just recorded the guitars in my living room. And I used a couple of different mic techniques on it. I used the XY. So, oh, so one you actually on mic'd axis. it
0: instead of doing a line in? Right. Okay.
1: Yeah, uh, I did that. Uh, I did record one track of clean guitar for like reamp purposes. So I didn't have to, like, physically play the whole song again.
0: Reamp man, that's one of the best technologies out there. And for those who don't know, it allows you to just record the, the raw input from the guitar. And yep. it removes or it ignores all of the processing to it. And then you can go through afterward and add whatever processing you want. It's not... As good, in my opinion, as like finding the tone you want and playing it live. Yeah. But it's the best way to find the tone you want.
1: I had been using uh, a couple of uh, simulator software simulators. Uh, my I was using an R sixteen multitrack uh, to, and it's got a built in like uh, rectifier tone for for a heavy metal tone. And I was using that for a while as just sort of my go to sort of scratch tone, or if I need to do some recording, and it's pretty good, but. I can tell that it's not a real tone. I can tell that it's a software-driven tone, and okay. I didn't want that on this particular record. So I did I did a, a couple of mic, different mic techniques. I used the XY technique, uh, which is one microphone, what they call on-axis, or pointed at the center of the cone, and one microphone off-axis, which is pointed at where the uh, the, the dome of the cone and the speaker cone meet. There's a seam right there. And okay. if you point the second mic at that and the first mic at the center of the co- of the cone, uh, you can then pan them hard left and hard right. And then you get, uh, you know, sort of a professional sure. sounding tone. So I was able to use that and, and get a pretty good tone. I'm most happy, actually, with uh, the videos, the way they came out.
0: Yeah, they were really awesome. I forgot to mention that it wasn't just a debut of the songs themselves, but there were actually music videos attached to them as well. And two of them were uh, lyric visualizers, which... It, I, I wanted to say just visual, lyric visualizers, but that makes it sound like, you know, it's not as cool as it could be, but it was, it was really awesome. It showed the lyrics on the screen, which is super convenient. I love that sort of thing. Yeah. I love subtitles of all forms. Yeah. They just make my life easier. Yeah. Especially because some singers are just very difficult to understand.
1: Yeah. I listen. Especially to, with metal, right? Yes. Like, I, I listen to a lot and of and like, death, What is metal. he saying? I don't understand.
0: And. You do develop an ear toward understanding what these people are saying, yeah. but it takes time. And some of them just aren't clear at all. They're not all Randy of Lamb of God, right? Where right you, yeah. you can clearly hear every word he says, and I don't know how he does it. Oh, he but goes out of
1: his way to enunciate. If you ever watch... Uh- you know, any of the scenes where like they're recording and he's in the studio, you can see he's over enunciating everything. Like, okay. He goes out of his way because I think he's one of these people who also likes to be able to understand what singers are singing in metal. So Amazing. he goes out of his way to make that happen for his own band, which is pretty cool.
0: I finally saw them live last year at the incarceration festival. You've in never Ohio? seen Lamb of God live? No. I'm not a big Lamb of God fan, right? Like Neither I am I,
1: but like... I, I've seen Lamb of God more often than any other metal band, and really? I've never set out to see them. I've never been like, "Oh, great, Lamb of God's in town. Let me buy a ticket." No, it That's was always I... like, "Oh, Megadeth is in town, or Slayer's in town, or you know, some other band is Guar is in town. Look who's opening? It's Lamb of God."
0: Oh man, Right? Lamb of
1: God was opening hate that for you even everybody Gwar. for like a solid five years in a row.
0: Yeah, I hate that you even mention Guar, man, because they are playing in uh, Pennsylvania at no, it's Mansfield massachusetts yeah. next month and they are on tour with the butcher babies
3: oh the, right yeah. the butcher
0: babies are my favorite band and have been for like the last two or three years they are absolutely phenomenal they they, they reckon, i've been to enough of their shows where they like recognize me and it's it's really fun their music is a lot of fun i mean people
1: recognize you you yeah, seem no, right? so just not in the script I'm so,
0: yeah just blend in wherever i go but they, they make really awesome music. they got an album coming out this year, and they are currently on tour with Guar. Well, one of my friends, one, one of my best friends, Guar happens to be his favorite band. Mm. And Butcher Babies are my favorite band. So we were like, wow, amazing. Let us go see this concert. Because he and I also go to a lot of concerts together. But no, instead of going to see Butcher Babies, I get to go to prison. Which will make this the first year since I began listening to him that I did not see Butcher Babies live. Uh-oh. And I generally see them like three or four times a year. Yeah. Right now they're in uh, Europe doing their tour. Three or four times though. a
1: year? Uh-huh. They really are your favorite band.
0: Well, they also, I mean, their tickets are 25 bucks, right? They're, oh,
1: wow. That's even more impressive.
0: Yeah. They're one of these, they're they are not a big name band. They are, right? Like yeah. a lot of people in the metal scene know who the Butcher Babies sure, are, yeah. but it's you're not paying like Tool and Metallica prices to see them. Yeah and that and they usually come to new hampshire or they came to manchester last year or Hammon, ham what's it called Hampton is uh, where they uh, came i don't remember i but they weren't supposed I don't to remember, and yeah. it was like a last minute thing they were like hey we're adding this show i was like all right i will also go to that show because it's an hour away from me and the tickets are 20 bucks yeah so that's one of the things i love about the butcher babies last time i saw them it was in new york it was in poughkeepsie yeah and they were on tour with lacuna coil which that's a uh, good bill it sort of but i have a hard time having any respect for uh christina scapa okay that's the singer for lacuna coil and this is because she she knows that she's the star and she doesn't help she doesn't use the spotlight to shine any attention on the rest of her band yeah and that to me is not okay like after the, another thing I really hate about shows is the encore. Can we stop this nonsense? (laughs) Stop playing the fake
1: encore. Yeah. Yeah. We
0: know you're going to play another song. How, how bad, how out of control is your ego that you have to stop the concert and wait Three or four minutes for everyone to cheer and tell you how wonderful you are before you come out and finish.
1: Yeah, that's something I got tired of a long time, even in the 90s, right? Even with like Megadeth and stuff like that, right? They they do the same thing. I saw yeah. Judas Priest. They did the same thing. And it's like, okay, like we know it's going to happen. You don't have to pretend, guys.
0: No, it's a formality at this point. It's, it's just ego stroking. I can't think of any other reason why it would continue. Yeah. And Lacuna Coil obviously did this. And I actually thought they were done because it had they had been playing a really long time at that point. But the crowd started uh, chanting, not Lacuna Coil, but Christina, Christina, Christina. Uh, and she didn't come out and be like, no, guys, cheer for Lacuna Coil or anything like that. She just came out and, and reveled. And I'm like, girl, you are one person. And there's like six people in your band, right? right? Yeah, yeah. One of the reasons I like Tool is because they sort of do the opposite of that, right? They intentionally shine the spotlight on everyone except
1: the singer. Yeah.
0: At one point, the last time I saw Tool in Connecticut, like $400 tickets, by the way.
1: I was going to say, uh, I recently looked into, um, uh, the, are you familiar with the comedian Bill Burr? I don't think so. Uh, anyway, he, uh, he's doing a tour, and so uh, he's playing in Mass somewhere. And I was like, oh, that sounds like fun. I'll go look at tickets. 400 bucks. Oh. I'm yeah. like, I'm not paying 400 bucks to see a stand-up comedian. I'm sorry. Just not going to happen.
0: Yeah, I don't blame you. I, I did pay $400 to see Tool. I don't think I would do it again. Simply because... What was frustrating about that album was, like, this is not a greatest hits tour, right? But they had just released an album, and you would expect they would be touring on that album, and they would play every song from that album. Yeah. But they didn't. They played, like, three songs from it, and everything else was old material. Like, it was absolutely a greatest hits tour, which is fine. Yeah. But- During the concert, what I was getting at was Maynard left at one point. Maynard is a singer. He just left the stage. Mm -hmm. And this is partly because Tool Drones on and on. Their songs are obnoxiously long. They do,
1: yeah. They play epic, you know, half hour. No, not half hour. But, you know, seven to 12 minute songs are normal for those guys.
0: Yeah, so he's got long periods where he can just like, you know, go take a nap or whatever. Yeah, Tempest on their new album is the most obnoxious. It comes in at over 17
1: minutes. Yeah, I can't do that. Like... The, one of the first albums I ever put together with, with one of my bands, we, you know, we had been together, we wrote a bunch of songs, and we put them all, so we had a 17-song release that we put on the, on the nice. first album. I thought so at the time, but in hindsight, it's like, I, I understand now why some musical artists, they go into the studio, they write 20 songs, yeah. but then the album only has 10 songs on it, because... They listen to them for a while. They filter them out and choose which are going to be the best best ones.
0: Well, we are here at ForkFest, and you can come hang out with us. We are at RV46. There's more to talk about, so stay tuned. It is
2: Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash, digital cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Rising fees have made Bitcoin useless for purchases, but Dash continues to have fees less than one cent per transaction and has implemented really cool features to ensure it's undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. From a technical standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible and its network is protected from 51% attacks by their Chain Locks technology. There's no need to wait for a confirmation before considering a Dash transaction complete, so it's great for merchants. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org. Dash.org.
0: It is free talk live. You can join us here at RV Forty Six if you'd like to hang out. We're going to be here all week until June the twenty fifth. In theory, you know, I got a, an unknown call today that I didn't answer. I meant to answer, but I didn't get to it in time, and Did
1: voicemail. they leave a message?
0: They did leave a voicemail. Okay, but it turned out it was just nonsense, right? It was someone trying to reach me about my extended warranty. <laughs>
1: but you know, we, we're still trying to reach you.
0: I am expecting a call at some point this week from the U.S. Marshals, telling me what prison I will be doing my time in. And I wish there—that seems so like unofficial to me. It
4: seems so—it does, doesn't it? So
0: bizarre that their method of doing this would be to call me on the phone.
4: It's like, oh, we're just going to text you and just let you know. I I was like, you know, can they let
0: you know instead? Because I don't want to talk to the U.S. Marshals. I said this to my attorney. It's like these are cops. And you're basically allowing me to talk to cops here. And I, I don't know about this. He's like, well, it's fine. They're not looking. They're, they're not investigating. But they're cops. And I don't talk to cops. But I have to talk yeah, to cops yeah. because they're going to be holding me
4: in prison. And those there. are like super cops, too. Yeah. They U.S. Marshal? Yeah. Like That's no joke.
1: Yeah. They're, that
4: That ain't your typical town cop. they no, some
1: it, serious bastards.
4: It was the U.S. Marshals
0: that took me into custody on March 16th of 2021. And oh, really? You know, it's, they're, they're not fun to deal with, right? No, so, I can imagine. I'm expecting that call. And, you know, it could be that I'm told I'm going to be serving my time in Texas or somewhere where... I have the option of flying down there and starting my sentence in the correct prison, or checking myself in here and getting slowly bussed down there one day at a time. <laughs> Look, man, if, if those are the options, oh. I'm going to be buying a plane ticket to Texas or whatever. Right. Yeah, I don't yeah. blame you. Yeah. I, I would hate that because that oh, that would almost feel like starting my sentence early. But the alternative is to ride in a U.S. Marshal's bus, presumably, mm-hmm. for I mean, 12 hours a day. Nobody wants that. No, no, no. Well, no one wants to be in their custody, right?
1: Well, no one wants to be in prison, I'm sure.
0: But that's coming up, right? For now, Although it's Although that just, might not
1: be true because there are some people who... Uh, uh, Become
0: institutionalized?
1: Well, they can't uh, cope. Like they can't no. handle themselves, and so these people find ways to re offend to get sent back to prison to be taken care of. I because know people they can't who have done that with themselves. jail,
0: but I don't know anyone who's ever done it with prison.
4: Well, and I've heard of homeless people yeah. who, you know, if you don't have a place to stay, I'm sorry three
1: hots in a cot. Yeah. yeah,
4: New Hampshire. It's cold up here in the winter. Mm. So, I mean, it it's is. better than freezing to death. And like you said, three hots in a cot. You get food. You get a...
1: You get medical care. You get yeah. entertainment. Well, you know? I, I mean, mean...
0: Technically, you get of. medical care. It's-
1: More so than like... I mean, if you're homeless and poor, right? You know? Yeah.
0: I guess that would be better than nothing. Well, I mean, hospitals can't turn your way, so if you're homeless and poor, just like go to the hospital, right? Yeah. Okay. But anyway, we are here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Things are getting set up, and I'm not going to prison yet, so I'm here enjoying myself, and it's going the to
1: be- The sound of uh, sledgehammers hitting stakes permeates the the airwaves around us. The, that was an the actual smell jack hammer, is, is The smell of U-Hauls is in the air.
0: That was an actual jackhammer, too. I ended up walking by this. Like, <laughs> they, they were banging stakes <laughs> yep. into the ground.
3: Mm, and stakes. I don't
0: know why they needed a jackhammer hey, to achieve smarter, this. No, not harder. But know? no one else needed a jackhammer to get their things <laughs> nailed down, Although right? It is
1: nice to know that if we run into something here this week that we need a jackhammer for, why? Yeah. There's one here. Yeah, I guess that's true. So I
0: there's other stuff going on in Lancaster this week. Of course, the drag show that was going to be at the Lancaster Public Library mm-hmm. was canceled. Mm-hmm. And I actually need to check my phone at some point to see if the second drag queen ever got back in touch with me. I'm assuming not. Uh, one of them finally got back in touch with me like last week at some point after several days. And she's like, no, I've already got something else scheduled for that day. So, Okay. But So the drag show was canceled, and now we're just doing a little uh, tranny story hour on June the 22nd at 3 o'clock p.m. here at the Free Talk Live site. Nice. That's going to be a lot of fun. But other stuff, like the police checkpoint happening in Lancaster this weekend.
1: Yeah, I heard about that. Uh, I don't like that at all. But doesn't Lancaster have, like, one cop? Uh, I mean, it can't be more than two. They might have two. I, mean, I don't know it's how such many a cops. They tiny, have. tiny place that like. I mean, I don't think it's a coincidence. Why you know, is we it have... the
0: case that when you zoom in via Chrome while looking at Reddit, it makes the page smaller, but zooming out makes it larger? Very curious. But I, they can't have a lot of cops, right? It is a very small town, and they tend to not bother free staters, right? Because we. We sort of keep this town afloat each year.
1: The, it's certainly a big cash cow for them. Yeah. Uh, all the hotels and restaurants and yeah. you know the coffee shops and all that kind of stuff get frequented by everybody that comes through here for this festival.
0: Yeah, and nothing even remotely the size of this festival happens any other time of the year. It's just a little, small little town in the mountains of New Hampshire. So they don't want to upset the Porcupine Frida Festival too much. However... The Lancaster Police Department was granted a superior court petition to conduct a sobriety checkpoint in 2023. And it doesn't say it here, but it is this week. Oh, yes, it does say it at the end of the next paragraph. Show us your
1: papers. Show us your papers.
0: It's very curious, right? I'm not overly worried about
4: libertarians like failing at this sobriety checkpoint because I mean, libertarians are generally good about not drinking and driving yeah but what I would be worried about is people that don't subscribe to the notion that you need a driver's license or you know oh. all of those things I think that would be a bigger issue for this crowd
0: well, that's a really good point and it is a sobriety checkpoint so maybe you still maybe need they to show your license that, I'm you? sure
4: oh I'm sure you would still need to show like license and registration and all those things but I'm not positive because I've never gone through one of these checkpoints before And whoever took the screenshot, people speaking of people not being tech savvy,
0: (laughs) whoever took their screenshot of this, it's someone took a picture of the letter, the press release and then someone else screenshotted that and began sharing it. And their volume bar is in the way of a lot of the text. So I can't because, you know, God forbid they screenshot it a second time without the volume. Look, yeah. well, sometimes when I screensh- screenshot things, I grab the volume bar, too. So I do it again. Yeah. And don't get it. So you'll have to forgive me if I skip over a part of it because I literally can't read it because some boomer screenshotted it. A review of records from each department, along with a comprehensive review of the national sta- um, statistics, maybe, through the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. I feel safer already. Uh. The, this is a government bureaucracy I haven't even heard of at this point. There's, you know, The Department of Transportation, the Department of whatever, there's countless. And this is yet a new one. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. I, why How many of these governmental agencies are there over these stupid roads?
1: Bazillions. Like, I mean, I'm not even joking. There's so many. Like, you can't count them. And they all, like, at some point, they'll be like, well, we can't do this because we have to talk to this other organization that's kind of in charge of the same thing we are. It
0: has shown the statistics that the use of alcohol by individuals who operate motor vehicles has resulted in an alarming number of deaths and personal injuries, Personal injury accidents. You know, it's here, though, here strangely? in Lancaster,
4: yeah, New Hampshire,
1: no, at this, you uh, know what I
4: mean. Like, I don't think there is a huge uptick of anything like that because of Pork fest. You know what would be no, fun to do not.
1: is is take what you're reading and and replace uh, uh, everything with like uh, you know cops. Statistics have shown that having police is detrimental to your health because no police will shoot your dog.
0: So I don't think I mean that. They- I believe they would suggest that it's a coincidence that this is happening at the same time as the Pokemon Freedom yeah, Festival. But I don't know. I wasn't born yesterday, and I don't believe it.
1: That is not a coincidence.
0: No, the numbers have been climbing over the last several years. Therefore, in an effort to maintain safe roads in the jurisdictions of Gorham, Northumberland, Lancaster, and Colbrook, the Lancaster Police Department will be conducting a a. a A sobriety checkpoints. Good job, guys. In the Lancaster area during the week of June the 18th, 2023. So there were a few years ago, there was a border patrol checkpoint somewhere here in New Hampshire. Right, yeah. And we libertarians went and trolled them. I hope we find out where these sobriety checkpoints are so that we can, in fact, go and troll them. Like, because they can't do anything about yeah. it if we just repeatedly keep driving through, right? Sure. Or, do, or you know, waving signs that say "checkpoint ahead" or any of these yeah. things that libertarians should be doing. But we have to find out when it's happening, and we have to be able, we have to be sober in order to go respond to it. And we are here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. The chances of of activists being sober <laughs> past a certain point is very, very low. Yeah. I it hope could, they do it in the morning. Yeah, I, I tend <laughs> to think they would do it at like six at night, right? Or that would some, make some evening sense. time when people are most likely to have had a few drinks.
1: We should put up a uh, like a like a police checkpoint you know, and just only harass the police.
0: Well, that's essentially <laughs> a checkpoint what the, for the police. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. essentially what the gate up there is, right? Like cops yeah, that's don't true. tend to. That's true. So that sucks. The purpose of the sobriety checkpoint is to detect, apprehend, and ultimately deter the impaired driver. Well, if they're not wrecking and dying... Why can't they drive? I realize Sarah from New Mexico is just, her heart is breaking to hear me say that, but <laughs> I doubt
4: she listens to the show. <laughs> she, we know she doesn't.
0: Yeah. But if they can, if they can drink and drive, I don't encourage it. And I think one should not do it, but if they're capable of doing it without wrecking, without harming anyone or their property, I don't see any reason they shouldn't be allowed to do that. As controversial as that statement is, there are degrees of sobriety and degrees of people being able to cope with their alcohol.
4: Yeah, of course. And if you're completely inebriated, yeah, don't get behind the wheel and your right. friends should do their, you know, do their friendly duty to, you know, keep everybody safe. And, you know, but...
0: Drinking and driving was why Christopher Kentwell was banned from the Porcupine Freedom Festival a number of years ago. He remains banned since, which, well, that that was the reason that was cited as why yeah. they banned him. And the official reason. He popped in like two years ago and took a picture with a sign that they hadn't taken down yet. And that that made the Porcupine Freedom Festival people really unhappy because, you know, he's a white supremacist. But that means that Christopher Cantwell came all the way up here to troll for a few hours. Anyway, he was banned from the Porcupine Freedom Festival for drinking and driving. And it appears to have been a lifetime ban, which might be a little excessive in my opinion. However, when we were talking about all of these controversies with Dennis Pratt on the show a number of weeks ago, he admitted that he's more interested in allowing people who can draw a crowd to speak at the pavilion. And Christopher Cantwell, of course, would absolutely draw a crowd. So we were talking about different people being, you know, status and whether or not we wanted them here. And Dennis pointed out that his primary motive was people who can draw a crowd. So, Okay. Christopher Cantwell he draws a crowd. if we can get him down here, would he be allowed to speak? And to his credit, Dennis said yes, so that i I thought we had him in a gotcha, right but yeah, no apparently he, not. He yeah. stood by what he was saying. so uh, kudos to him for that
1: it, it seems anti or, or antithetical to a freedom festival to ban people
4: <laughs> absolutely it does it
1: just i i and I realize that there are people who you know, might, oh, I don't know, get under people's skin more than others or do things that other people's people might not approve of or might not like. But that's the whole point of this. The whole point of this is for freedom loving people to be able to get together and do whatever you want as long as you're not harming anyone Mm -hmm. or taking their stuff.
0: Well, I understand the need to ban people, right? As someone who if someone is threatening aggression or has or has been aggressive against someone or there's reasonable belief that they will be aggressive i understand banning people on that grounds i would suggest that's probably the, the only justifiable grounds for banning someone from the festival yeah uh, and of course was banned for saying something controversial on free talk live
1: but Ooh, what uh, an right. activist saying something <laughs> controversial on his own freaking radio show wow. i mean
4: we don't we never say anything controversial no, no, no. on Free Talk Live. We definitely We have totally not. don't have a rainbow flag and a, a satanic flag over there. Yeah, no, certainly
1: not those simultaneously. Are, no,
0: those are definitely figments not. of people's imaginations, right? We've certainly never been kicked off entire radio stations for some of our positions that being controversial mm. never happened. And we we don't have a trans person causing a lot of controversy just by literally just by being here just existing. Yeah. So, no, we shy away from controversy. But that set the precedent. And since then, we've seen countless people being banned from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Like, there's an actual list now of people banned from Porkfest. It's, just, it,
4: it's crazy because it feels very hypocritical because, yes, this is a freedom festival. And like you mentioned, I agree with you. The only reason why someone should be banned is if they are threatening violence, already committed an act of violence or are a legitimate potential threat in some way. Trolling or saying something that somebody doesn't like Ooh. isn't grounds to ban someone, this, in my opinion.
1: This this gives me a, a, a thing to think about, though, because if somebody is going to, oh, I don't know, run for an office, for example, mm-hmm. perhaps even that of the president, right? Mm-hmm. Aren't they vicariously threatening us?
4: Uh, it feels like it.
1: Right? So shouldn't they Not be Not necessarily. Banned, right? Shouldn't like RFK be banned?
4: Mm, I mean... Considering this is a libertarian festival, you think you wouldn't have statists that are running for, you know, presidential office speaking? But well, Dennis specifically said he doesn't want to have a
0: libertarian purity test as a requirement for speaking at the pavilion. And, yeah, and I get that. Yeah, I get that. That that opens up the possibility for every libertarian to accuse like, everyone else of not yeah. being
4: libertarian enough to Here. speak. You have yeah. to take this quiz if you want to come to our festival.
0: And then you factor in the egos of people, people wanting to speak. They think they're bigger names than they are. Like the other night, uh on the show Footloose argued that Free Talk um, that uh the Porcupine Freedom Festival should be paying him to speak at the pavilion. I'm like, Who are you? Right? <laughs> right? Like, I know who you are, but right. like you're, you're not a speaker. Right. I mean, you can if, give speeches, and I'm not saying you can't, but I'm confused why why you think they should pay you to speak. They generally don't pay people no. to speak because they're libertarians. You don't have to get libertarians money in order to get them to talk. All you have to do is start, hand them a start, microphone.
1: Start talking to yeah. them. Yeah.
0: Libertarians can talk endlessly Guilty. about these sorts of things. <laughs> well, I mean, we literally do it, right? It's what we this do here we on do, the show. Yeah. Yep. But there's now a number of people who have been banned. An actual list, and from what I can tell, this caused an issue Sunday night when someone who with a pork fest ticket attempted to check into the campground and were told they were not allowed to because they don't have a you know a mugshot collection of these people who are purportedly banned. Mikey, however, who allegedly has been banned, I don't agree. I, he was told that he was not welcome, and that's not banning someone. Right, if you want to ban them, say you're not allowed. But, but saying you're not welcome is not the same thing. Right. But
4: to say they were going to reimburse his ticket, that feels like banning. Well, that, that feels like you are definitely not welcome, and you know you, you got to go.
0: Or they're letting him in for free. Like Free Talk Live has gotten in here for yeah. free repeatedly. Where they, oh, so
4: maybe it was more like a compliment. Like oh, well, right. now yo, know, we love you so much, you get a free ticket, free admission.
0: <laughs> that was sort of my issue yeah, with that. all of this is that it's vague. And if you're going yeah. to ban someone. You should tell them specifically and explicitly that they are banned. You are not welcome is not the same thing. Refunding their ticket, not necessarily the same thing. There should be no ambiguity Mm -hmm. about what or why when it comes to like banning people. Yeah. But the precedent was set with Ian, and back then the board, the Free State Project Board, their, their highnesses had to actually vote on whether or not to ban someone. That's no longer the case now. Now the organizer you know, can just decide to ban someone because they troll too much or he doesn't like their haircut or he has he believes that they disrupted some yeah. meeting without any evidence whatsoever that they disrupted this meeting. Yeah. That is why Mikey was banned. Uh, Jew Mikey, the snack king here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, every year he's been here every year that I've I was going to say, here. that
1: guy's like a staple of the yeah. festival, right?
0: At one point, he was considering the possibility of trying to run the festival, and I don't think the Free State Project will ever give him the authority to do that. But he, he is interested, in it. he is very clear he loves Porkfest and cares about it. Yeah. And the suspicion was that he interrupted a Jitsi meeting that the Porcupine Freedom Festival was attempting to have, because someone got into the meeting first, and the way Jitsi works is whoever is there first has control of the meeting. And they believed it was Mikey, for whatever reason. Okay. They have no explanation of how Mikey got the link beforehand. or No evidence that he actually did it. Yeah. And absolutely no evidence. It's just a hunch. And that's the justification for him being banned.
4: I also want to say, even if he did, yeah, that wouldn't be a cool thing to do. But I also don't think that would be grounds to ban someone for hacking a meeting. Yeah, it's not a cool thing to do. And, you know, like we said, there isn't any legitimate evidence... So I thought it was an innocent until proven guilty thing, but apparently, you know, if you have a sneaking suspicion that somebody did something you don't like.
3: Yeah.
0: I I guess it depends on some, I guess it depends really, because if he did this at an in-person meeting, if he was that disruptive that they couldn't proceed as he was, as he wasn't, but as whoever this was behaved during the digital meeting, I could understand why disrupting an in-person meeting would be cause for banning from the festival. Sure. So I, I don't know if that should be treated differently because it was digital or not. But it's it's a scary precedent for the organizer to just be able to say, I don't want them here. They're banned. Because as Dennis pointed out when he was on the show, there are people saying that Bonnie should be banned yeah. from free, from um, the Porcupine Freedom yeah. Festival for trolling Maj and saying that there are going to be drag queens yeah. here.
4: And I said that, you know, maybe we should ban Maj. For literally threatening violence against people and saying he yeah. was going to roll up on anyone doing a drag queen story hour, and it, then there you does know, seem to
1: be a bit of a double standard going on there, right? Like it does. The guy who actually threatened violence is still is gonna, getting
4: special treatment. Yeah,
1: but the you know this other guy who's a notorious troll yet a staple of the festival uh, gets the shaft.
0: Yeah, is. It's unpleasant. Christopher Cantwell, of course, did used to be a libertarian, and he did come to the Pork and My Frida Festival for a number of years. He actually did DMT here, uh, among other things. Right? It's like it's a it's a libertarian festival. yes yeah, all tradition. sorts of things going on. But he did DMT, and Christopher Cantwell, while on DMT here, had a bad trip. Oh, and it's almost like it's hard to have a bad trip on DMT. right? Yeah. it doesn't last very long, and you don't usually. Obviously, it's possible because he had one, but Mm. I think it says a lot about a person.
4: I was about to say that's kind of a red flag in my opinion, but I'm not all knowing. So, (laughs) but just my hunch.
1: I've never done it and I don't think I ever will. So I have no experience with that particular uh, form of intoxication.
4: It's, it's good. It's enjoyable. It's so, pleasant. So I guess just briefly to explain, you know, the experience, it typically lasts 10 minutes, but in your head, it almost feels like, you know, a, a lot longer than that. Some people say it feels like... And it
0: depends on how far you go.
4: Yeah. So some people say it feels like hours, anywhere from hours to years, and you kind of meet the fabrics of space and time and all of reality, and it's a very ego-death feeling. Hmm.
0: Well, psychedelics in
4: general are
0: really good for that. And that's one of the reasons I've always been a huge advocate of using shrooms and mm-hmm. LSD, especially shrooms. Yeah. Yeah. MDMA to deal with like anxiety and trauma and PTSD, that sort of things. MDMA is great for that, but depression, anxiety, ego, you want shrooms for that. So, shrooms have also been used recently. Captain has a story about it. I, I was getting into this because... Well, you
1: brought up MDMA, and the story that I have is right. about MDMA.
0: Right. That's intentional. I was working on it, but I was coming back to why... Did I, I
1: just screw up your segue? Yes.
0: Or oh, no, nice. okay. come on, Captain. <laughs> nice. But Christopher Cantwell, My of job
1: course, here is done. I can go now.
0: Oh, no. you still got to read the article.
1: Oh, crap. Christopher right.
0: Cantwell <laughs> did not cease to be a Nazi. He did not have the spiritual awakening yeah. that... One can have through the use of psychedelics and introspection, yeah it's key to note that there has to be introspection there. you're not going to yeah. do a bunch of l s d and then become one with the universe no and if you're a if you're someone like Christopher Cantwell, you're going to have a lot of baggage that you have to deal with, and it's there might be a lot of bad trips along the way, but it's more important in that scenario to keep doing it to push through, to fight through, and arrive on the other side. Now, obviously, that didn't happen with Christopher Cantwell. He ended up going full Nazi, getting uh, fired from Free Talk Live, getting banned from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And I think the only thing left for his career is for him to transition and become Christina Cantwell. I don't think there's anything else he could do that would salvage his career. He It's purported that he did this. He he was maybe always to some degree racist, but he went full Nazi in order to make more money, to get more listeners.
4: And you can fix that, right? Like some (laughs) people, I've met people that were racist and they were able to change their mind and grow and stop being a bigot, essentially. So it is possible to stop being a bad person.
1: (laughs) But I can't imagine that train of thought. Hmm. I'm a little low on funds. How can I increase my income? I know, I'll I would... be a Nazi.
0: Well, Kentwell, like many people, what, like many libertarians, wants to be paid to, to talk, right? And there, there's no money to be made in libertarian podcasting. But more about Nazis and troops and becoming a better person, we are here until the 25th. It is Free Talk Live.
1: From there, I went on, join the Free State Project and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of Liberty.
2: You can help more people hear the message of Liberty by joining Free Talk Live's Amps program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com dot com dot Free Talk Live
0: That's right, it is Free Top 5 at the start of Hour 2 here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. You can come hang out with us at RV46, we're going to be here all week with a number of things going on. It's always a good time here, and this year is shaping up to be just as good a time as any. I'm still waiting on a few people in particular to show up who I anticipate every year, like our neighbors, uh, the Wormtown guys. Yeah,
1: I'm surprised they're not here. He, yeah, every usually... year
0: I buy a tapestry mm-hmm. from them, and I hope I get the opportunity to do that this year. Yeah. I need to stop because I have a large uh, collection of tapestries now, but they're so easy to use in decorating that like, I
4: can never have too yeah. many. Yeah. I'm a definitely. big tapestry fan. So they are I awesome. understand. And Wormtown has awesome stuff. They have crystals, jewelry. I got a little um pouch, like it, kinda like a fanny pack, but it goes on your thigh. And I was have like doubling it as a like a holster kind of. I bought a so. large hand carved
0: wooden Buddha statue Ooh, nice. from them for like a hundred and seventy bucks two or three years ago and it's I don't remember what came of it. I think I gave it to Lumpy actually. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But, but yeah, I want to um, tell you that this hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash, which is short for Digital cast. It's the di- digital currency designed to be used for spending and it has a new killer app that you can use at more than 155,000 locations and get some sort of discount, sometimes as low as 1% or 2%, but all the way up to 8 or 9% just for using Dash. So if you're going to buy this thing anyway, why not go ahead and get a discount for using a better currency than the USD? Right. And then, you know, repurchase that Dash because you want more of it because it's a better currency than USD. One of the things that's really hurting crypto is that it's, People aren't willing to use it in the world because it's so scarce. And it does have this perception, even for the activists, that if they spend it, that will be less crypto they have. Uh, And they know that in the long run, they want to have crypto.
4: I have a shirt that says, it's a Monero shirt, but it says, girls just want to have fungibility. (laughs) Yeah. Feels very relevant.
0: (laughs) So Dash hopes to solve those problems by giving people with a cryptocurrency that they can actually use for purchases and... It does that job very, very well and has very low fees. It's especially useful when Bitcoin's fees are climbing up to, you know, $15 to $20 per transaction, as they tend to do. Dash doesn't have those problems, and it even has a built-in protection against 51% attacks called chain locks. All sorts of reasons to use the Dash digital currency. Check them out at dash.org if you want to learn more about them. I pulled this up to check the name of the website to make sure that was correct, and then I didn't actually check for the name of the website. It is Dash.org. No, uh, the name of the website. Dash.org is the website. I want to thank them for giving us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the Air. Again, that is the decentralized autonomous organization that runs Dash at Dash.org that is responsible for that. So we're talking here about the Porcupine Frina Festival in general and about Nazis because Nazis... I want to make them feel unwelcome. I, I did want to make Nazi con- this coming. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that way too many times in the movie Tusk to even pretend to laugh about it at this point.
1: I had to get it in there though.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a good one, right?
1: It's but I want Nazis I to
0: feel unwelcome and I want conservatives to feel unwelcome. This is not a conservative festival. <gasps> really? It's a libertarian mm. gathering. And yeah, it I seems understand-
4: like a lot of people are confused about that.
0: They are increasingly confused. Uh, conservatives in general are increasingly confused these days about what exactly they are, especially as all of this trend queen, this drag queen and trans stuff is making the news. The lines seem to be getting blurrier and blurrier for their conservatives. Yeah. But realist- I had someone say on Twitter today, I, I said... I criticize conservatives for something. She's like, you could say the same thing about liberals. I was like, look, if I can't criticize conservatives without you going, but liberals, then that's a, you problem. Yeah. The rest of us can have a conversation without deflecting. So I'm going to go back to my conversation about deflecting. And she goes, well, whatever. I'm not even a conservative within a second of looking at her Twitter profile. It's clear. She's a conservative. (laughs) It's Saved by the grace of God uh. in her Twitter bio, right? That's yep. your first clue. And then everything she posts after that is either anti-abortion or uh, pro-life, I'll be nice about it, is either pro-life or against uh, drag queens or trans people or yeah. the, re- repeatedly calling trans women men. Re- like Dylan Mulvaney repeatedly referring yeah. to Mulvaney as he. And like, okay, yeah, you're not conservative.
4: and Yeah, she could have just wrote... I hate freedom as her Twitter bio, and it would have saved her a lot of characters.
0: I'm willing to give them that there's a lot of overlap between libertarianism and conservatism.
4: But same, you could say the same yes. things about the left.
0: There yes. is plenty of overlap between liberalism, progressivism, and libertarianism as mm-hmm. well, especially on on more social positions, right? Like no one's saying you have to be gay or you have to be trans or you have to get abortions or any of these other things. All we're saying is... That people should have the right to make their own decisions right a person should have the right to determine their own health care they, they should be able to talk to their doctor and make a decision with their doctor about how they want their health to be treated it does mr conservative it doesn 't involve you yeah, leave these people to their own health care
1: yeah well, and that 's the problem with just politics in general is it really boils down to people arguing on how to control everybody else. That's, that's all politics all it is. is. They, yeah. they, they want to impose their will upon everybody else. They want to tell everybody else what they can and cannot do. And that's not what freedom is about. Freedom is about you leaving people alone to do whatever the heck they want as long as they're not hurting you or damaging your property. That's it. That's it's all it's supposed to be.
0: It's absolutely amazing to me that it was less than three years ago That Republicans, Mm -hmm. conservatives were saying my body, my choice in regard to the COVID-19 vaccine and to vaccines in general. That was only three years ago. And already they've completely thrown that out and are arguing that my body, my choice just doesn't apply to people who are trans. If they... They initially said if they happen to be under eighteen, but they threw they threw that out earlier. And it's very clear at this point that it's just the same old homophobia that it's always been. With these people celebrating the exodus of LGBT people from Florida, saying "Thank God these people are finally leaving." Them. Okay, so it actually is just the ho- same old homophobia. You were just hiding it better and using that same tired old excuse that people always do that is for the kids. Won't someone please think of the children? Like South Park memed this 15 years ago. Yeah. That's how much of a cliche this is, and it's still ongoing. It's always for the kids. You know,
4: And I said this before on the show, but if your kid turns out to be gay because they saw a rainbow flag or went to like a pride <laughs> parade or something. Your kid was gay in the first place.
0: Absolutely. You
4: know? <laughs> so part of like, my- This isn't like a disease you can just catch. Oh, I caught the gay. So Somebody of, save me. So part of what I want is to make conservatives, I don't want to
0: make them feel unwelcome. I, I'm being a bit facetious when I say that. I don't want to make them feel unwelcome because I don't want anyone to feel unwelcome at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. But I do want it made clear to them that we are libertarians. Mm-hmm. We're not conservatives. And while we do have some common ground with you, if you're not willing to recognize the right of an individual to live their life as they want, free of coercion and without aggressing upon anyone, then we can't be friends. And we're not going to... That's that's the bare minimum from where we can start working together. So great. You you like small government and low taxes. So, you know, So do we. But... That's not enough for me to consider you an ally in this particular struggle. Like, sure, if there's a bill to lower taxes, I'll absolutely work with you. And your conservatives and I can send side by side and fighting for that bill. But when it comes to things like a libertarian festival, I'm like, hey, guy, uh, you know, this isn't really your thing. Right? You got Freedom Fest over there in Vegas. You go to that and let us have our libertarian festival. And I would love to see more of that. And I wouldn't even be doing it if it wasn't for all of the the pushback that we've seen from, I don't even want to call it pushback. It's just pushing that we've seen from conservatives over the last few years. Yeah. Right. There there was no LGBT flag here at free talk live last year or the year before, because I'm not really an LGBT pride kind of person. Every year I tend to get banned from social media for pointing out that I don't think you should have LGBT pride. You should have pride in your accomplishments, not your characteristics Right.
1: or your flag. Right, and I don't care what kind of flag it is, right?
0: Well, LGBT pride—they don't actually have pride in the flag, right? Yep. It's just a symbol of that pride, which is different from Americans who do actually have pride in that that stupid little flag that they have—that little magic sky cloth. Like they love that thing. Yeah. It's weird.
1: They do love their magic sky cloth.
0: <sighs> they do. They they pray to it, and it. They, they believe it grants their prayers, and it very very peculiar religion. Yeah. I always most people uh, have.
1: I always try to uh, bring up. Uh, imagine if. Uh, you know, it were anything besides the flag in the school, right? Uh, I pledge allegiance to the swoosh of the United States of Nike and to the tennis shoe for which it stands, you know, one nation underfoot, you know, indivisible with uh, footwear and socks for all or something like imagine you had to recite that every day of your life for 12 freaking years. Do you think you'd be biased towards Nike? Oh, yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> do you and, think that's a form of brainwashing yes well, it is
4: so speaking of grooming children i mean <laughs> uh, is that not grooming Well,
1: won't somebody you know, think of the children grooming.
4: it's not grooming when they do it feels right. uh really cult-like to me but you know i grew up in the deep south in mississippi
0: where we were surrounded by you know actual hardcore southern baptist the fire and brimstone kind of people and yep. they literally call it indoctrination what they do to kids oh
4: wow they so they're just they, right out they, in the open about yeah, it they straight up refer to it as uh. indoctrination come they on know junior what time what for doing. you to
1: go get your indoctrination get your shoes on get, yeah. grab your backpack time to go
0: to say nothing of the priests and the youth ministers you gotta wonder why a 24 year old youth minister Wants to hang out with the teens all day without other adults around. Like these things are very common, yeah. especially in the Bible. But like the Catholics have their priests, and that's a problem. But the Southern Baptists, they had their youth ministers, and the same kind of crap happens. Only they're doing it with fifteen-year-old girls instead of you know eight-year-old boys or whatever. None of it's good. And speaking of grooming, the entire the entire society that we have here is built, and it leans toward very clearly predisposing people to be cisgender and heterosexual. Yeah. And it's literally grooming. Like, if a gay kiss in the movie Frozen or whatever is grooming and preparing people, then what about all of the movies, like Beauty and the Beast, the entire plot line. Oh, damsel in distress. is about a man kissing a woman. Yeah. Snow White. It's all about a man kissing a woman. Like, so if... If this gay kiss is grooming kids and making them gay, then I think you have a lot of explaining to do about all of these straight kisses in kids well, movies.
4: You're missing the point, Arya. They're supposed to be straight. Well, that's that's the point. They they're okay right, it's the with default. their exactly like they're okay with their kids. You know, they're they're okay with borderline sexualizing children. Where it's like, oh, look at little Timmy. He's going to be such a ladies man. So that's okay. But you know, once it gets too gay then there 's a problem
0: yeah, and it 's it 's sad that we 're still fighting that particular battle, you know thirty years after well it 's sad i don 't know it 's really what, sad, but yeah it 's sad, and it should already be behind us, and it 's resurging lately, and that 's why i 'm mm-hmm. pushing back with the LGBT flag and the Satanist flag here because. And this is the same reason I'm hosting the uh, Trans Story Hour here yeah. Thursday. These things were not at Porkfest last year, and I would not have done these things. But as conservatives try more and more to push me, I'm going to push back. Good. And that's just the way I've always done things. When people, when people spray painted my vehicle when I was running for sheriff, and they spray painted the word fag on the side of it, I took that and tried making it into a new slogan, F American Greatness. And then I was going to have signs all around Cheshire County with that on them. Like, okay, you want to call me a fag? Fine. That stands for F American Greatness. I never got around to it. I did get the sign designed, but I never actually got them printed and stuff. So It's
1: a good I mean, idea, though.
0: Yeah. That's what I prefer to do. When people yeah. give me ammunition, I'm going to use it against them. And that's why I wanted these drag queens from Lancaster here, right? Right. Because their show got canceled by conservatives making threats at the public library.
4: Oh, and, really? I didn't know about that yes. part about
0: it. And to their credit, the drag queens and White Mountain Pride did not want to cancel the show. They're like, look, we're not going to give in to these threats. We're, we're going to mm-hmm. carry on to do our thing. But the public library was like, no, we, we're going to cancel this. So... I said, come to, come to my events Thursday at 3 p.m. at Porkfest. I'll buy your tickets if you need tickets to get in and do this. I'll, yeah, absolutely. Get some drag queens here to actually do a full drag queen story hour. I don't care. But they neglected the opportunity. But that, that would have been the ideal outcome of this. Is conservatives get their event canceled that there may have been you know, three people at. All right. Well, here's Porkfest with 3,000 people. And now they're doing the show there. But, that, alas, that is not how things work. But Maj is still coming, which is, I I wish I had thought about doing it during his performance. That would be funny. But at the same time, I also don't want to be distracted, right? I I don't want to, I want him to know that this is happening. I don't want it to be concurrent. There's a chance that he missed the drag queen story hour because he made threats of violence. And I want to see how all of this is going to shake out. I don't think there will be any actual violence, obviously, but... I, I want to, I want it all made very, very clear. And speaking of things being made clear, obviously, that's why I don't cancel people when they say Nazi things. That's why our Matrix server is generally full of racist trolls, bigots, and all of that kind of crap. It's because I want to know who the bigots are so yeah. that I can choose to not endorse their bigotry by giving them money.
1: That's the biggest reason for free speech. Yes. Right? Uh, Free speech isn't there to protect popular speech. Popular speech is already popular, right? People are like, oh, yes, okay, that's fine. Right, it doesn't need to be protected. It doesn't need protection. What needs protection is the unpopular speech, and I can't believe the number of libertarians or supposed alleged libertarians who don't get that.
0: Yeah, libertarians can be frustrating at times with some of these things, but to be fair, we also don't have to provide them with a platform. Like we, yeah. we don't have to allow Nazis, or I don't think any of them are actual Nazis, but we don't have to allow racists to exist on our, on our servers. We do because we believe in free speech, and this allows us to identify them and to avoid them. But if you shut down all of that free speech, then you're not getting rid of bigots and racists. No, all you're, you're just doing- forcing them underground. Yes. Yeah, Which is way more dangerous And at that point you go and you buy Something from them and they're actually A bigot and you don't know it right yeah. I would rather them fly the KKK Banner outside of their convenience Store so I know not to yeah. go to that convenience Store I don't want them to have To hide it if they're openly racist Make it known so I can avoid You
4: well and I was saying this before about how Now this resurgence in people Feeling comfortable to be openly Homophobic yeah. there were so many people That I considered friends that I found out that they were saying some really messed up, sick things about, you know, people that are gay or, you know, drag queens or whatever. And I had absolutely no clue that they felt that way. But now that it's, you know, a popular talking point amongst conservatives, they feel like they can can openly talk about this. And I'm almost glad because you know maybe i don't want to hang out with you so much anymore if people are going to be op- like openly be bigots and yeah. and ha- harbor those like feelings of ill intent about other people i just don't understand why people even care
0: that's a really good point because the drag queen story hour the developments the banning of drag queens none of that made people anti drag or, or anti trans or homophobic they were already that way right. it just they reveals just weren't voicing it, yeah. it. Yeah. And I want them to voice it. So, okay, you want to have your little homophobic state down there in Florida? Fine, I get it. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go to Florida anyway. But you know, make it known so that we can exercise our right to avoid you. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm giving money to a racist. I don't like that. I don't support that. Same reason I don't go to Chick Fil A. I don't want to buy a hate chicken. I don't spicy want to buy- chicken of hate. Yeah, right. I don't want it. I don't care how good it is. I can yeah. get a. I can get a chicken. Plus, it's a chicken sandwich. I can get one from Wendy's, and is honestly, it's not going to be any better at Chick Fil A. I, I don't understand the appeal of Chick Fil A. Maybe it's because I don't yeah, I, eat it. But like, what do they have that
4: makes it so much better than anyone else's fast food chicken? Um, racism and homophobia. Oh, that's right. Christianity. You, you can definitely and, uh, taste that's that. That's the uh, secret sauce.
0: <laughs> Baby, you can't taste racism. But on the subject of (laughs) racist, Captain, you have a story about someone doing shrooms, a Nazi or a white supremacist. I don't remember how they called it. A white
1: supremacist took MDMA for a study.
0: Oh, not shrooms. Okay.
1: And it snapped him out of his beliefs. Why am I doing this? So That's awesome. My question, of course, is, uh, you know, can MDMA cure racism? Sounds like it. As if racism is a disease. I mean. I don't know that it is.
4: I, I could at it least feels like see it being a disease, right? I mean, it seems to infect people. It's like a mental illness. Yeah. You think you're better than someone because of your skin tone or whatever? Yeah, that's a mental well, illness. And
0: it's- it ca- it definitely causes brain damage. It bleeds into other aspects of their lives. And all of these things are to be avoided.
1: Uh, so a leader in the U.S. white nationalist movement realized he wanted to change his extreme beliefs. What
0: the hell does that mean, the white nationalist movement?
1: yeah i I first
0: of all there's several and none of them are like the white nationalist movement the yeah
1: i thought it was just a bunch of white guys taking a dump
0: yeah and then they didn't even name the the organization (laughs) right are we talking about the kkk here
1: uh it just says a leader in the u.s white nationalist movement realized he wanted to change his extreme beliefs
0: and this is important this is actually an important point because i have watched nazis fight themselves for the last seven years it's it's all do. It's the reason that Christopher Cantwell went to prison yeah. was Nazi infighting. There is no the white nationalist movement. There's dozens, if not hundreds of them, and they're all busy fighting each other. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Right? The the more effort they spend fighting each other, the less effort they spend actually perpetuating hatred in the world. This is why when the FBI got involved in Christopher Kentwell and they res- arrested him and I pointed out that he was a political prisoner people called me a Nazi sympathizer oh,
3: gosh. and like
0: I guess in literal terms yes I had sympathy for the Nazi who had been arrested as a political prisoner but so did they, because the purported victim of this harassment was also a Nazi, right. right? This is two Nazis fighting each other. You can't take a side in this dispute without literally being a Nazi sympathizer. <laughs> you're on one of these Fact. two sides, and you're sympathizing with one of them, right? Yep, yep. So I, I, my position was let them continue fighting each other, right? Let, yeah. let them hash it out. Put it, give them a boxing ring or whatever, or just let them continue tearing their own movement apart.
1: I feel the same way about government. Every now and again, one government agency will fight another government agency over something. Yeah, and I'm like, great, yes, please, just fight it out and you know, kill yourselves over it. Whatever you're going to do, leave the rest of us alone.
0: That would be ideal, right? It's sort of like the same thing that should happen between Ukraine and Russia. Like, put Putin and Zelensky in a boxing ring and let them just beat the hell out of each other, and whichever one wins wins, and no one has to die, except unless one of them gets the crap beat out of. But at least then they're consenting to it.
1: Yeah, leave
4: the rest of
0: the world out of it. Not dragging along millions of people for the ride. Yeah. So I'm a fan of allowing Nazis to fight one another, and it keeps them from being productive. So there's not one nationalist movement, white nationalist movement in the United States. There are dozens, if not hundreds, maybe even thousands, and they all hate each other. And this is a good thing. Just like libertarians, they're all not racist enough for each other, except libertarians aren't libertarian enough for each other. But these guys, you're not racist enough, or you're not a true I'm an
1: equal opportunity hater. There's plenty of good reasons to hate everybody on an individual basis.
0: More about this story and how MDMA can make the world better coming up here from the Polkify Freedom Festival. It is Free Talk Live. This Free Talk Live here at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. got the sun just glaring down on my back. Thankfully, I'm not too worried about getting sunburned because I've gotten like, I'm pretty dark already this year, and that's just going... I've made it a point to spend as much time outside in the last few days as possible, considering that, you know, in seven days and a handful of hours, let's see, what, 23, 23 hours, hours, 15 yeah, minutes, I'm going to be going to prison. And, and you, 23 seconds. In 23 seconds. <laughs> yeah. and you don't get I don't want to take
4: away any of your seconds. Well, I don't either. But the government
0: does. And you don't get a lot of sunshine in prison, so any tanning that I wanted to do had to happen early. And... That's gonna suck, but I don't want to get into that again. We've I've talked about that repeatedly, and it sucks, and it's the cloud perpetually hanging over my head. But there's nothing I can do about it other than carry on.
5: So, uh, since you bring it up, I mean, I, I heard you on Wednesday, and you were really blackbilled at uh, like we lost. Uh, which, yes. N- no, you absolutely didn't.
0: No, we absolutely I mean, did. Okay,
5: I, I get how uh, the, the shops that uh, take it are are sparse uh, in comparison to where they used to be, because everyone got a little frightened off.
0: Oh, Keane Kane no longer being the crypto mecca is not the reason that we lost. The reason that we lost is because the government, through Coinbase and Binance, took control of the on ramps to cryptocurrency.
5: That's impossible.
0: But that's what they did.
5: Okay, so they have some of the on ramps to cryptocurrency.
0: They have all of the meaningful on ramps. Unless you live in New Hampshire and you happen to know a bunch of libertarians with cryptocurrency, which, as I said then, might be a few hundred people throughout the entire world. The avenues for the average person to get cryptocurrency is Coinbase and Binance. Except
5: that the nature of it is that you can always pluck it out of the air or find someone who's plucking it out. I assume the
0: you mean by mining? Yeah, exactly. Well, we talked about mining as well, but the amount of cryptocurrency that one gets from mining is inconsequential. I mean, I've got a $2,500 graphics card, and I, I'm i not getting any significant amount of money from mining, even if I was using it. I think Captain has an A6, and he's I think he's pulling ahead on his electric bills, but nice. people aren't... We're, we're talking about a world in which... Cryptocurrency is used daily, and mm. if someone is only getting, you know, three hundred dollars of cryptocurrency per month, that's not enough to really do anything with. And I mean, sure, a person can mine Raven Coin or Monero, or whatever, and get trace amounts of cryptocurrency. But that's negligible compared to being able to just buy $1,000 worth of Monero from someone.
5: Right. And and in order for it to function as money, it has to be hard to mine. But the point there is that it's available everywhere. So everyone's not too far from someone who can have this. It's so-
0: available everywhere in the same way that grass and air are available everywhere, though. And mm-hmm. The amount of money that one gets from mining cryptocurrency, again, is just inconsequential. It's never... No one can mine cryptocurrency for an entire year and then come up to ForkFest and subsist the entire week mm-hmm. on the currency they mined.
5: Right. Just like we don't spend our time mining gold. And we mostly didn't when that was the uh, absolute money throughout the world. I need you to get closer to the mic. Yeah, even when gold was the absolute money throughout the world, we didn't uh, spend all of our time mining it.
0: Well, no, we did other things, and then we traded right, for gold. Right.
5: That's, and, that's, and that's exactly. but people how it don't works.
0: have the cryptocurrency to trade in the first place. Cryptocurrency yeah, is controlled by very, very few people. like we haven't even hit five percent adoption, so we're already at like maybe at most, mm-hmm. one in twenty people even have cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. You, you say this like it's like it's you know, not a problem, that's, but, that's, uh, okay, so, so uh, how are people going to so distribute this if, thing if that they don't
5: have? Have you ever studied, say, uh, bacteria taking over a sandwich?
0: Yes, right to an extent. So, I mean, I wouldn't say I studied it, but I'm aware of the right. phenomenon.
5: So, so it, it hits a certain point where it's, uh, it's called a viral load if it's a virus or a bacterial load if it's a bacterium. It hits a certain point where it has gone through the threshold uh, of like... Yes, it colloquially no be... it's
0: called crossing the Rubicon. It's right. usually that 15% threshold, but we can't hit that.
5: Oh, we, we've already... Because
0: people can't get cryptocurrency. How, how, is, a... how is John Doe supposed to find someone to buy Bitcoin from? Local bitcoins is closed. Agoridesk, Desk, uh, Ian corrected me. It does still exist. I thought they had suspended operations or something like that. But so you still have this dark market or this darknet thing. But that's very few people even know how to use. The darknet, and then you, then they have to go on there and somehow acquire cryptocurrency, and that's at most one in twenty people even have it to sell them, and a lot of those aren't even willing to sell it, which effectively removes it from the supply. So, no Or matter, you
5: talk to people, or you use like one of I the said, many exchanges that, that are still operating.
0: Like I said, that applies to maybe a hundred or two hundred people in New Hampshire,
4: and that's the thing. I mean, we're we're only used to our experience living here in New Hampshire, where we have, you know, like. It is abundant here. Yes. You know, it is very easy to get. I mean, I get paid in cryptocurrency. I can buy cryptocurrency. It's it's easy for me to say, yeah, it's so easy to get cryptocurrency. Mm. If you're, like Arya said, John Doe from Missouri or wherever where they don't live in, you know, a libertarian utopia society, it's significantly more difficult. And there are so many people who haven't even heard about cryptocurrency. And I don't. Like, I don't think we should necessarily give up on crypto. You know, I do do still really like crypto. I still use crypto. But to me, cryptocurrency is not the end-all, be-all answer for freedom and for living in a free society. I I would say
5: that it is the pivotal tool.
4: It could be, but it's it's not the end-all, be-all. Oh, no, it still will be.
5: So here's the thing: in order for a society to change sufficiently, where it can fully accept cryptocurrency, keep in mind you're
0: talking to someone who's going to prison for selling cryptocurrency. Right. You're wearing a shirt about the Crypto Six, and I'm one of the Crypto Six telling yeah. you that this battle that Ian and I and others fought, we lost.
5: You are casualties to it, without a doubt. The, but we the war is over. That, that's silly. Okay, consider the kind of society they would actually have this as its mainstay technology for trading, right? Holy crap, are they going to be different? They're not going to be fundamentally statist from the ground up the way we are. So yes, all of society has to change a little bit at a time so that it can accept this idea, and then it will suddenly become obvious that why why did we allow there to be no market injustice? That was silly of us. It will eventually dawn on us, and in the meantime... In the meantime, you do see this change occurring everywhere. No, the change
0: we see occurring is the SEC clamping down on it. People being terrified to go near cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency is is extremely effective. No, it's not. Binance and Coinbase are considering leaving the United States. How can you say that's not? I'm going to prison. How can you sit here and say it's not effective? They've been tremendously successful. They have they have cracked down on cryptocurrency. People are going to prison. Exchanges are closing. To say otherwise is simply denial.
5: It's not going anywhere except offshore. Yeah, you're right. You, they've, they've made it very difficult so it becomes... in this country. So there's going to be a fight over the next few years as to whether or not the factions in this country that want it to, to occur, which and the conservatives seem to be on your side on this one. Uh, and as you pointed out, you'll work with them for, for the things that you agree on. And unfortunately, they're the only ones that are fighting this battle right now, except for like one or two people on the left. But that battle is being fought right now as to whether or not uh, that will be accepted in America. And it's part it's of why right. I'm So I'm so I'm so much behind uh, secession because that's one of the only ways that we'll be certain to accept it in New Hampshire.
0: Granted, I mean, magical things could happen, right? New Hampshire could secede and that could remove the U.S. government and the SEC from the equation entirely. Something could happen that causes widespread mass adoption tomorrow for cryptocurrency. I can't predict the future, but barring some some magical I, I keep using the word magical i don't mean that in like a negative well, it is way magic
5: but, internet money
0: yeah but barring some sort of amazing event that no one has foreseen
5: i don't see like happens every tuesday these days no have you seen what's going on we're on the brink of have nuclear war for eternity we're, we're discovering aliens and ai and who knows what's going on we're not
4: things, talking about and i do agree that. with you i mean things are moving fast just in general. Um, and it's, it's impossible to predict the future, right? So it does feel very bleak right now. Um, but... I mean, we never know what's going to happen. So, I mean, the few people I who have a community where they even
0: can acquire cryptocurrency in any meaningful capacity, honestly, is the libertarians in New Hampshire. Other people, and there may be 3,000 of those here this weekend. Otherwise, there may be 3,000 throughout the entire state. But regardless, two of the main people distributing cryptocurrency in that capacity. One of them is being sentenced in August, and one of them is going to prison as soon as this ends. This leaves people with the Bitcoin vending machines, many of which were closed. All of them, which KYC, which means the government is getting their information about who is and isn't buying cryptocurrency, which is in effect.
3: Oh yeah, the yeah, government
0: controlling the access to cryptocurrency. Ah,
5: but, th- th- those are two different things. No,
0: th- that's the whole point. I, that's the war that and, I and said we lost. And the,
5: oh, so you uh, we lost the uh, the KYC war? Is what you are saying? We
0: lost the ability to give people on ramps to cryptocurrency free of government coercion and government monitoring
5: that can't ever happen
0: that's literally that's they can word, be made that's more difficult. that's that's what kyc they is
5: they can be made more difficult but they can't ever disappear
0: no you can still mine it and you can still get it and we said that right. on the show
5: it's crossed the rubicon as far as that goes it but can those no are inconsequential
0: in- again you can mine all year and you're not going to get enough cryptocurrency to support yourself here at fork fest so, I mean, it's it's, ineffect- it's ineffective as a way of acquiring cryptocurrency. Depend-
5: that depends on what your access to energy is. If you have a cheap access to energy somewhere in the world, then it's going to be worth your while to attach it to an ASIC.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you have a $25,000 ASIC and can mine Bitcoin, certainly, right. there's still money to be made in mining. And that's the beauty but- of
5: it is that it's completely unpredictable where this currency is going to just well, I, sprout up.
0: I, I'm not going to factor into this the possibility of people who can drop $30,000 on a computer. They can solve their own problems. Okay, I'm well, concerned with the average person, and that was why I did what I did to get well, cryptocurrency in the hands, literally, in the hands. Of the average person.
5: Well, prepare yourself because without that, KYC. The I'm who preparing have, myself
0: for prison because we lost have this have war. Those
5: who have those kind of resources are now starting to lay them down on it. I mean, BlackRock just requested a, a spot F- ETF for Bitcoin. Like the the, the fascist big system is actually late going late to hold on to Bitcoin and make it work.
0: No, big money, and has, then it will eat them. Yeah, It'll big money's be fantastic. Ha- no, it won't. Big, big money has had his hand as Bitcoin since. Uh, what are they called? some some blockchain company that came about in like 2009 2010 i wish i could remember the specifics right now you can find it on youtube it's called who killed bitcoin and it goes into the history of it but basically jp morgan and the mega banks they they're the ones who killed bitcoin right but bitcoin is its own thing right i, I don't want to get to distracted and by will arguments be of as bitcoin
5: as cash they can't get rid of cash and they can't get rid of bitcoin i'm not, not saying yeah, they're going, not going to get rid of it of the and i've
0: never argued they were going to give it that's literally not the discussion we're having that's not the discussion i have when i said we lost the war i didn't say they killed crypto did i I said we lost the war, and by that I very clearly meant we no longer have a way of people acquiring cryptocurrency in any meaningful capacity without being KYC'd. And the moment they're KYC'd, Coinbase, Binance, Kraken, they're all giving that information to the IRS, to the federal Is government. Is that
4: really true though? Yes.
5: We have the only, have ways. The it only, only just alternative requires effort.
0: The only alternative was local bitcoins. They've closed. There's a Agor- Agora desk, which apparently still opens, but I thought they were closed.
4: So there's something going I mean, on with them. I could technically buy Bitcoin from or any sort of cryptocurrency from a number of people. I literally said a
0: minute ago that this that the ability to do that applies to maybe a few hundred people in New Hampshire. Right. Like the vast majority of people aren't here to buy, you know, a Bitcoin from someone. Of course. Down the aisle. Of
4: course but I don't know if it's just New Hampshire. I mean, I'm sure. And I'm, I'm, not, and I'm not trying New to make Hampshire. it seem like it is, you know, very prevalent everywhere in the world. But
0: I've gone through festivals all throughout the United States in the last two years. And I've yet to see a single Bitcoin vending machine in any of them, much less someone selling Bitcoin in any meaningful amounts
5: you know for once i actually wish i had access to a chat gpt just so i could settle how difficult this is because if you can simply ask an ai hey ai how would i acquire bitcoin without giving my personal information up then it might you, be that easy and okay. if it doesn't know how to do it now i mean you can live in denial about
0: it but lo- local bitcoins was the avenue that people used to acquire cryptocurrency yeah. to avoid kyc yeah
5: and they did Avenues this by buying and open
0: but they're not opening because people are terrified because they're sending people like me and Ian and Risen to prison.
5: So um, and everything that opens up in Hong Kong is go- is giving to- is going to give no care whatsoever about what the US wants.
0: Hong Kong has Oh, have you not heard about what's China. been going
5: on with it? Yeah, yeah, and they are they are going all over crypto with it. Like I mean, and all of that's China's great. releasing it, it, its own like Ethereum uh, chain on like they're they're going full crypto in Hong Kong, and they are not going to give a crap about what the SEC says about right, it. Right, and all
0: of that's great. But and I'm not doing a radio show for the freaking everyone. people in Hong Kong. I'm not fighting for cryptocurrency for the people in Hong Kong. I'm fighting for my brothers and sisters here in the United States that I interact with on a daily basis. Obviously, any c- country throughout the world can become like El Salvador. You can probably buy Bitcoin in El Salvador, but we're not doing mm. a radio show. Why We're not on focusing. We're not talking about El Salvador here. I very clearly mentioned the SEC and Binance and Coinbase, and these mm. are American companies in the American government.
3: Mm-hmm. So How yes, wh- we
0: could say, but the Russian government doesn't care what the sec says okay but that's irrelevant to the conversation about whether or not americans can acquire cryptocurrency free of kyc
5: there are still cryptocurrency uh uh
6: exchanges
5: available
0: there is still a gora desk and that's it the
6: thing that's a bitch is uh swimming to hong kong with a twenty dollar bill in your teeth (laughs) that's the hard part
0: i mean even a raft (laughs) you're gonna have a hard time with that that's true But it's important for us to accurately, in my opinion, accurately assess the situation. And local bitcoins was the primary avenue for people outside of New Hampshire who didn't have access to a few hundred people who could sell Bitcoin or who could work for cryptocurrency. Again, that's limited largely to the people in New Hampshire. The average person out there in Mississippi for cryptocurrency to work for it, to take off, for it to become the currency of the realm, people have to be able to get it.
5: And there's a difference between taking losses and losing a war. And certainly local bitcoins was a huge loss. All of the
0: on ramps have been claimed at this point, except cryptocurrency mining and peer to peer in person transactions. The websites that facilitated peer to peer transactions have
4: been gutted and killed. And the people performing those transactions are going to prison. I mean, you might be right. But truthfully, there are some things that only time will tell. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen in a year. We don't know what's going to happen in five years or ten years. So... And I don't want to be
0: negative. You know, to me, this is the worst part of all of this. It's not that I'm going to prison. It's that I'm going to prison. And and I knew this was the case, right? We all knew this was the case. This is why I did the video that I did, explaining to people exactly how to sell Absolutely. cryptocurrency, exactly mm-hmm. how to do it, because that's what we needed. It, it was effectively civil disobedience. And if you're mm-hmm. the one person doing civil disobedience, it doesn't work. We needed tens of thousands of people on local Bitcoins or creating competitors to local Bitcoins, buying and selling cryptocurrency to keep it decentralized. To keep it available to the masses without having to go through a mega corporation that has bent its knees to the US government. Yeah. But we lost. We didn't get tens of thousands of people doing it. And Coinbase, Binance, Kraken, these mega changes, they do bend their knees to the US government. Coinbase in particular has been begging the US government to regulate it. And now, you know, of course that's biting them in the rear as one would expect it to do. But even if they weren't doing that, like Kraken is doing, they're KYCing people and they're giving that information over to the US government. Mm-hmm. And that was that was specifically what peer to peer cryptocurrency cells were aiming to prevent that was explicitly what and Ian and I well i in particular i can 't speak for Ian were
4: fighting to prevent and that was the war that we lost and that 's an important aspect of crypto is the privacy aspect of it you know the right. the ability to yeah, you can do that with cash, whatever, but nowadays it it gets really difficult to be able to anonymously purchase things. Not necessarily, oh, I'm breaking the law, so I need to, you know, do this anonymously. No, it's my privacy. It's my right to be able to, you know, do whatever I want as long as I'm not harming somebody. And why do, do the feds need to be in my business all the time? And that was something that, you know, certain cryptocurrencies, certainly not Bitcoin, but things like Monero and other privacy coins, that was part of a solution.
0: I use the analogy of having sex, right? No one, almost no one keeps their bedroom w- curtains wide open when they have sex. And it's not because yeah. they're doing anything illegal or anything shady. It's because they rightfully want their privacy while yeah. they engage mm-hmm. in their own business. Yeah. And that's the same reason why people want financial privacy through cryptocurrency or through gold and silver. But short of Monero and like Zcash and Horizon and some other like, sp- uh, Privacy specific cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin in particular, right? You have more anonymous using, more anonymity using the USD than you yeah. do using Bitcoin. Absolutely and that wouldn't necessarily be true if people could get bitcoin from someone in a decentralized peer to peer way but now they can trace that bitcoin all the way back to whoever bought it from coinbase and they can say ban this wallet address don't ever or this set of hd addresses and don't ever send cryptocurrency to them again they can blacklist countless IP addresses and keep people from being able to use those or just shutting them out of cryptocurrency and entirely. We saw this with Ethereum, where the Biden administration decided that because people had used some Ethereum mixer to to clean money that was traded to North Korea, anyone who had sent m- funds through that mixer, their wallets were blacklisted. And that's probably a lot of people. Right, which meant that any cryptocurrency you had that... Uh, Let's say you had 10 Bitcoin and one of them went through this mixer, but all 10 of your Bitcoin is in the same wallet. That 10 Bitcoin just got completely blacklisted. Oh my gosh. and that And that's a different problem. And the on-ramps of cryptocurrency is unrelated to that, obviously. That's just a matter of them having I wallet addresses and being able to flag them and blacklist them. But it is kind of related to the on-ramps as well because if – so Coinbase blacklists these IP addresses. Binance blacklists them because the government told them to, and they bend their knee to the U.S. government, so they can do that. However, if peer-to-peer currency transactions still existed, you could still find someone out on, you know, the Tor network or on local Bitcoins who would be willing to buy those quote contaminated or blacklisted cryptocurrencies.
6: Mm-hmm. Using your uh, crypto wallet properly uh, is some defense against that syndrome because. If you just remember one QR code and you keep sending every transaction to the same QR code like Mm -hmm. you do if you've got a sign up on the wall or you likely do, then every Bitcoin that's sent to that address goes to the same place. Right. But there's no way for an outside person to know if you generate then a second QR code there's no way for an app for a for a third party to know that that new QR code goes to the same wallet right even though it opens to the same private key they don't have the private key to find that out mm. so that's an important part of defending yourself is to um, use new wallets is to use new wallets mm-hmm. and uh And also to just obfuscate uh, as much as you can.
5: And and part of the technology that I think you're overlooking is that, yeah, uh, the dominant portion of the on-ramps are currently know-your-customer, no doubt. But every single one of those on ramps is also an off ramp to know your customer. Everyone who gets Bitcoin from you know Black Rock's ugly cousin or whoever, in, th- uh, who, in theory, uh, yeah, who, who scanned your eyeballs and currently has one of your testicles in a jar for yes. safekeeping. Like, okay, everyone who gets them that terrible way or whatever can also then sell them in theory for for gold, for money, yeah. for goods and services. Right,
0: and I understand that, and that's true. In theory, however, in practice, the U.S. government is literally putting people in prison for selling that currency to other parties. They're calling it money transmission, and they're putting people in prison for it. Well, you just need a license, right? Well, they're not going to give a license to the average Joe, right? And they're just not going to. That, that's
5: and unrealistic. Uh, yep, they are protecting their dollar with uh, uh, absolutely unreasonable force, no doubt. Right. So, but in theory,
0: are, you know, any of those things people could sell dollars crypto that we trade
6: for. They've also told us what we have to do in order not to be a money transmitter, which is to sell it spot mm. for a particular exchange. I don't know what exchange that is, but it's only, only if premium. you're selling it supposedly at a profit mm. that, you, uh, that you become a money transmitter. If you don't charge a fee, you don't. Now, what I don't know is can you charge a delivery fee? Like, yeah, okay, well, you ha- you traded this many Bitcoin for dollars, and you oh now God, have no. $600 well, on, you. on your account. I
0: don't know why you'd want to even try to play the game like that anyway, right? <laughs> They're going to say, yeah, well, this is money no. transmission, you're going to prison. Like, yeah. That's what they do.
6: Yeah. Well, they, they might. My understanding I, is it's I, not money transmission if you don't charge a fee. You are probably course, right. Then and again, they will probably put you in jail anyway. That's,
0: but I think we're having a disagreement possible. here about what I mean when I say we lost the war. I mean very specifically that we lost the war to keep cryptocurrency decentralized and to keep peer-to-peer transactions feasible and possible for the majority of people. And I don't I, mean that we lost the war for freedom. I don't mean that cryptocurrency is dead. I mean, very specifically, that all of the activism that I did towards cryptocurrency was aimed at making sure that individuals can acquire cryptocurrency anonymously mm-hmm. and reasonably. And that was gutted.
5: We and I think that. you're mistaking a lull for a loss.
0: There's no websites the for them to use over. to do that. Yeah, the right war now. over. Well, anyone who starts a website is going to land themselves in prison. There's a reason local bitcoins close, and there's a reason... Yeah, and, so it and seems it.
5: decentralized finance is inherently uh, slippery.
0: And the vast majority of people are going to Google or ask ChatGPT how to acquire crypto, and it's Good going to them. send them to Coinbase.
5: Good for them. They can sell it to the rest of us.
0: Well, they But they won't, because doing so lands them in prison. We just went over exactly that point.
5: Unless selling you avoid using the- dollars. But you have to yeah, have I crypto Do things and have things.
0: In which case we're talking about decentralized currencies in general when, again, we're talking specifically about the on-ramps to cryptocurrency and not the existence of other decentralized avenues and like decentralized currencies. There's more coming up. It is Free Talk Live.
3: Talk Live,
0: and you can join us here at the Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. I want to tell you about the AMPS program. You can find it at amps.freetalklive.com. It stands for Advertise Market, and pro- Market Promote, and Support. So if you like the show, if you value the ideas of Liberty, if you want to help us keep coming to amazing festivals like this, you might consider joining the AMPS program. That's our Patreon. That's amps.freetalklive.com. It only takes five bucks per month. That gets you in. And it does come with a number of cool little perks, and I swear I am going to finish editing that video. So a few weeks ago, I got a, a very wacky voicemail that was left for me. And then we recorded a video of Nikki and Bonnie reacting to the voicemail in like real time. And I have the video that I want to put online because it's really amusing, but I have not actually done it yet. Mm. I did finish all of the editing, but that's on my gaming PC that is now stored away while I go to prison. So I'm going to have to do all the editing again, and I have to remember to do it. And so far, I have not remembered to do it, but it's going to be a really funny video. But it does come with a number of AMP-only perks like that, that video, not a perk at the moment, but other things are there. AMPS.freetalklive.com. It only takes five bucks per month that gets you in. You can donate more if you want. We have tiers going all the way up to diamond or more at fifty dollars a month, but we don't ask mm-hmm. that. All we ask is five dollars per month that gets you in, and you can get thanked here on the show if you would like or you know receive whatever other little perks we happen to offer. That's amps.freetalklive.com. Now, we didn't really mean to get into the subject of like cryptocurrency and stuff there.
5: It just happens yeah, it sometimes. Does. Yeah. And
0: that—that's a topic that is, well, is very and, difficult for me to really talk about at this point. Well, and
5: I mean, we're we're in the middle of an information war here, and that's one of the major battlegrounds is uh, cryptocurrency and its place in society.
0: Yeah, but on the subject of information, I apparently mentioned something previously on a show that you wanted to get into something about. I've always been fascinated by Christianity. I don't say always, but. I I have generally been fascinated by Christianity and Christian history and this is in many ways because these this religion and the people following it just like traumatized the hell out of me throughout most of my life right and I've and maybe that's why but I find it a very fascinating subject. I want to know the facts about mm-hmm. Christianity I want to know what the Bible actually says and part of this is just you know raw atheism in general every Christian turned atheist has that period where they want to analyze the Bible and study the Bible and know it so they can know the Bible better than Christians. And right. that tends to be true in you know, in my experience. Any any atheist that you point to who's a former Christian is going to know the Bible tenfold better than any Christian, like myself and Bonnie, for example. But
5: well, and it's uh, it, it's a lot like when people study for uh, any religion, really. So uh, hin- Hindus will often uh, complain about this fact, that everyone who comes over here to practice, like, they know all of the books. We haven't even read all of the books, and they know them all. That's a really good point as well. Like,
0: someone studying to become a Jew studies the Torah much more so than someone who was born into Judaism. Yeah, and
5: th- like, they, they'll study it enough to, to pass their test, and that'll be the end of it. But, like, no, if you're a convert, like, A, you tend to be hardcore, and B, you tend to know what you're talking about.
0: Excellent points. I'd never really considered it in that context before, and that, that helps to explain a lot of it, but in my opinion, a lot of the, quote, Christians through the United States aren't actually christians Mm. they are they believe in a god Mm -hmm. and because christianity is so dominant through the united states and western society in general it's just quote the default religion right so when they believe in a god they assume they must be a christian Hmm. that that's my general perception of things they don't read the bible they don't go to church they just believe in god and they believe in a loving god and they call this christianity Hmm. i could be wrong but that's been my general take but on the subject of Christianity more as a whole, I had said something about Yahweh and mm-hmm. the history of Christianity that you found interesting. Oh, yeah.
5: Absolutely mind-blowing that uh, apparently in the middle of Psalms there's this story about uh, Yahweh killing his way to the top.
0: The- there is to a degree.
5: Um, well, and, and- The whole
0: Old Testament... It has there there were many gods that are omitted from the Old Testament. There were a lot of concurrent religions going along around there with the Hittites and the Israelites the Ju- the Judah not Judah what's the word I'm looking for I can't remember there's another one I'm the looking Canaanites? for right now yes Canaanites thank you so th- they all had their own the regional deities. the had yeah.
6: their own thing mm-hmm. yeah the Samari- Well, and there's a huge
5: crossover between a lot of those that's exactly mm-hmm.
0: it they were all more or less part of the same religion and mm-hmm. all of these deities like Yahweh and Baal or Baal however you want to pronounce it and countless others were regional or national deities mm-hmm. that were mm-hmm. all part of this pantheon it would be like if Americans worshipped um, Zeus, mm-hmm. but the people in the United Kingdom worshipped um, Hades or Aphrodite, yeah, insert whatever god, they were all part of the same pan- same pantheon, part mm-hmm. of the same group. But they each had their own preferred deity, and Yahweh was the preferred deity of the Israelites. Mm-hmm. He was a storm god, or a god of war; it depends on which perspective you well, take. And so I that's think.
5: that's where you get into uh, the Elohim part of it. So right, Elohim uh, was
0: the high god. He right. was the head. Of, he was the Zeus of this pantheon.
5: Uh, sort of. Sort of. So, um, weirdly enough, and, and this is where it's completely different from the Western Pantheon. So, in the Western Pantheon, they don't really have a god that does, like, limitations in time. They have a titan that does that. And their whole story is about the titan getting killed by Zeus, Right. But in uh, in the in the far east, uh, the Middle Eastern uh, religions, they have a uh, a god that is that god of limitations that uh, gets assigned to the planet Saturn, right? So it's like where the limitation, where the stopping point is. So what happens in Psalm eighty two
0: is sort of sort of divorced from all of that. It happens obviously, Psalm comes way later than all this other stuff, but it is simply this: God presides in the Great Assembly. He gives judgment among the gods. And it's very specifically plural. That It's very specifically a, a synonym for the word deities, right? There are multiple of these gods, and it doesn't... The word God, as it's used here, it doesn't mean the same thing, right? Like, in the English version, it used the word God and used mm-hmm. the words gods. It would be more accurate to say Yahweh presides in the great assembly. Oh, I, uh, he gives judgment among the gods.
5: Actually, no. Uh, Yahweh usually gets translated as Lord, uh, all well, that, ca- all that would capitals. be Adonai. Yeah, yeah uh, so this one, right, right. They, they the replace word, it with Adonai because they don't like to say the yod He vav He. They, they think right. it's uh, uh, blasphemy to do so, which is bizarre in my opinion. Right, but the summary
0: of all of it is that the they're not saying God, they are specifically saying God's name here, besides right. in the great assembly. Right. How long will you defend the unjust and show partiality to the wicked? Salah, defend the cause of the weak and fatherless. And he goes on for a little bit about how these gods have failed in their duties to uphold righteousness, to uphold, to, to protect the weak, to protect the needy, to help the needy. They know nothing. They understand nothing. Yahweh here is criticizing the other lands. He's criticizing Baal, the god of the Canaanites, and Mm. the gods of the Samaria, saying, look, you're the regional gods of these places, and you failed. You have have not lived up to your expectations. And then I said, you are gods. You are all sons of the Most High. And that's there in Psalm 82, verse 6. You are gods. You are all sons of the Most High. And Most High, obviously, is Elohim. That's the... Quote, father of the gods, it's Yahweh's father. Yahweh also had a mother called Asherah, mm-hmm. and in the in the texts and at, in the history and the religious histories. Yahweh then, I'm getting ahead of myself, he then kills the other gods, or it's it's unclear if he kills them, but they get cursed with with mortality, mm. and that's what ha- is happening here in Psalm 82. I he hate says, it
6: when that happens. <laughs>
0: he says, but you will die like mere men, you will fall like every other ruler. So Yahweh there, for whatever reason, has the power, is cursing the other gods, Baal and uh, Baal's the only one I can think of, and the Canaanites, gods, with mm-hmm. being mortals. Take so he, that, Hadad. Yes. He's saying, you will die just, you are gods, but you will die here like men. You will fall like every other ruler. Rise up, O God, judge the earth, for all the nations are your inheritance. And again, right there, it would have said Yahweh or um, Adonai, rise up, Adonai, judge the earth, which basically means Lord would have been better there than God, but I'm not the one who translated
5: this. Yeah, the- this is amazing just in, like, how differently a person can read a text. Like, now that that uh, that, that story of this is pointed out, it's very obvious. It is. And but I didn't you, have
0: this context.
5: Right. What? If you read it just with the, the standard Christian interpretation of the Bible, it tells a very, very different story. And you just take mm-hmm. that information and you fit it into the mold of the, the uh, Christian worldview that you've gotten mm-hmm. rather than having these different perspectives on it. But this. it makes
6: things make more sense too, because the first commandment is "Thou shalt have no other god before me." So it's like, yep. does that They're imply the, the existence of other gods, or yeah. does that mean you can't make up characters? But and other imply gods.
5: hell, it, it it downright tells you there are other gods. Now don't yeah. put them in front of me.
0: Yeah, it says that here in Psalm eighty-two explicitly. I mean, this is God sitting as some and sort, of of, or this is. Adonai, Mm -hmm. the the Christian God, Yahweh, whatever you want to call him, sitting at this sort of council of the gods, Mm -hmm. holding them to account, judging them, saying, look, you failed, you suck at being gods, so you're mortal now. And it's unclear what really happened after this. I'm sure there's texts and stuff that I'm just not familiar with, but as I understand it, according to the different sources, you're not going to find this spelled out specifically in the Bible. Like... This is as clear as the Bible gets about there being other gods and God being a lesser God in this pantheon. But these tales are out there and they are part of the Bible. They're just not usually this clear. Mm -hmm. But Yahweh then goes on to either kill the other gods or and becomes Elohim. He becomes the high God, the Mm -hmm. the most high, and marries his mother, which is uh, Asherah.
5: Because okay, that's that's that. That one I've never heard of either. There is a the diff- Most High God. I partied with him. <laughs> There's another one where he marries Asherah.
0: There is a different. Before Asherah, so Asherah is said to be married to Elo, Elohim, right? The the high god. Asherah is the high goddess, so to speak. Well, then when Yahweh becomes Elohim, it continues describing the relationship between um, Elohim and Asherah in the same context. Hmm. So the only thing one can really conclude from that is that Yahweh did, in fact, become his father and you know then marry his mother.
5: Huh. But I'm Asherah up. gets erased so, from the Bible almost completely. Right. So um, uh, in this, I think that there's something really, really important about the, the contrast between monotheism and polytheism, right? So you have these things that uh, everyone is susceptible to, like rage, right? So if you want to call that tear or Aries or whatever, uh, this is this thing that happens throughout time to all of us. So it's kind of everywhere present. It's kind of uh, present throughout time. But that, uh, that anger, right, can be something very, very good, or it can be something very, very bad, and uh, by having both of those aspects, each one of these gods fails. But it is also it's also an aspect that's important for us to live, and and I think that's the the useful part here is like, hey, every one of these things that we are eternally susceptible, it, it also fails you. But there is one thing, there is the thing that they all have in common on their good side that will not fail.
0: So, for anyone who's disputing the existence of Asherah or God's mother or even God's wife, because again, she, um, Asherah is described as Elohim's wife, but because, uh, Yahweh is the child of Elohim, as we just talked about, you are children of the Most High. Mm-hmm. That means that Elohim, I mean, that Yahweh is also Asherah's child. But Asherah is also later described as Yahweh's wife, and this is explicitly, in the Bible, Asherah is mentioned. In Genesis 2 and uh, well, three twenty four. she's described as um, the Canaanite mother goddess, Asherah. And in 1 Kings, repeatedly described as the wife of God or the wife of Yahweh. Hmm. So Asherah's uh, so there.
5: If, uh, if you're relying on 82, I don't think that actually says that he is uh, the, uh, the child of Asherah. Like, uh, what it, no, what it seems to imply is the there wife, is that but, he's the the father of all these other gods. That it, This is the Most High that's cursing them.
0: It says that um, these gods are the children of Elohim, the Most High. And it doesn't say it here, but in other places, Asherah is cited as being the wife of Elohim. So you, you would think if these people are the, chil- the children of the male, they are also that Asherah would be the mother. It doesn't specifically say that, but that's the thing that I'm left to assume. And therefore Yahweh and the other gods that he's chastising are children of Asherah and Elohim. Mm
5: -hmm. Yeah. And it's amazing how much uh, the Bible goes out of its way to avoid certain things, but that's actually part of what it's trying to tell you. So it avoids, for example, saying the sun and the moon in, in Genesis, because the words for sun and moon were literally the names of those deities. So it, Like, it's expected that everyone knows that so that they notice, ah, you didn't say the sun there because that's Shamash and you don't want to talk about Shamash. You want to talk about Elohim.
0: Well, we're told in the Book of Kings that there's a statue of Escherah housed in the temple, and that the female temple personnel wore ritual textiles for her. This is all part, all part of the like erasure of goddesses and the feminine, from what I can tell, from the Holy Bible and from the Christian tradition, because they used to have, they literally used to have a goddess, mm. and they just erased her from the Bible. Yeah, and th- that's simply all there is to it. It's tragic, and it's does caused- she
6: identify as male now?
0: Uh, she might that that would have been a smart way to approach it
5: right so um i would tell you where i see the goddess hidden in the bible so if you look uh just at genesis at the very beginning right uh so uh the the spirit of of the of god moves on the face of the waters where did the waters come from right god didn't make the waters the deep was there before elohim like that's where the goddess is like, that's where the, like, absolute infinite potential... But the thing about absolute infinite potential is that it's not life. Well, if you ask, like, the, uh, the Gnostics, then... This
0: this earth wasn't created by Elohim in the first place. It wasn't created by the good gods. It was a, a lesser god, a petty mm-hmm. god who didn't know what he was doing. Yep. Who was like, "I want to be worshipped. I want to be praised." A a demon, a demon, effectively is what this god was, and he created this world. and And our task as existing beings is to escape this flesh prison and ascend and to return to being one with the high god that that this petty god tore us from.
5: And I think that this isn't to a put good... down on the universe. I'm sorry. I think it's just a put-down on the universe. They're yeah. saying, you suck, universe. And I actually think this is literally the only way that things can be consistent and exist.
6: Have you uh, have you watched The Good Place? Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd kind of like that. The, the, oh, my God. This isn't a good place. This is a <laughs> bad place. Um, I, I always kind of thought of that as a statement on Earth. Mm. You know, wait a second.
5: This
3: is the bad place. <laughs> yeah.
5: Well, I mean, we're definitely being tested and tried. That's for sure. But, but I really, think the whole point is to make it the good place.
0: I, I tend to think if there is any sort of point, then that's probably it as well. But the one ubiquity throughout the universe, the one truism, the one certainty for everything that exists and everyone that exists is that they will
6: suffer. Mm-hmm. theres well, there,
0: there is no guarantee of happiness. Right. That it's Things almost certain. Things don't suffer, though. It's what, sorry?
6: Things don't suffer, though. Only people. Well, they, they
0: decay. The, their existence ends. And they may not have agency, so they may not refer to it as suffering, but everything dies. And anything that has agency will suffer at some point throughout its life, even if it's just yep. through the act of death. Yep. It is not assured that one will experience joy and happiness. It's almost certain, right? Plenty of people, even in, in the most miserable conditions on the earth, mm-hmm. they experience joy at some points in their life. Oh, yeah. But it's not guaranteed like suffering on the some other turtles
6: hand, only experience soup
0: Yeah, yes <laughs> and suffering yeah. is guaranteed and if i was going to create a universe that was if i was a flawed god creating a universe i would almost expect that to be the case where the only guarantee was suffering
5: well i think suffering is part of what's necessary for consistency so, uh, part of being... I'm so
0: happy the Wormtown guys have arrived.
6: <laughs>
5: uh, Wormtown! <Okay. laughs> yeah, so part of existing means that there's an infinite number of things that are awesome that you're not doing.
0: I know his name, and I- I'm killing myself because I can't remember his name now. Oh, yeah? Okay, can you repeat what you said? <laughs> because I'm not going to remember it.
5: Right, so... Uh, you're saying that if suffering is part of the deal, well, that sounds like a, a screw up when you built the universe. Yeah. And the thing is the nature of existence means there's an infinite number of things that are awesome that you're not doing right now.
0: That's also true. And I don't, I don't necessarily have a position on Gnosticism. I tend to think that among the early Christian traditions, mm-hmm. Gnosticism is probably closer to the truth than the, the pettiness of Yahweh, but then when I look her up, you know, it sort of makes sense that this this petty storm god kills all the other gods and takes control of the earth and was petty in the first place and doesn't know what to do with it now that he's in charge of the earth and the the effective result of that is what we see today. Mm. So it, it it would make sense from that perspective. I just don't happen well, to believe it. So it doesn't you- to
6: me cement his position as a great ant farmer that more than once he's had to kill all the ants. Right. Um, (laughs) You know, that's just
5: not. So um, I actually don't attribute agency to God. So I think that in order to, to be God, you have, you are like absolutely locked into all of these things. Like, okay, you want a consistent universe where life emerges. Okay. You have to be this forever. And only that set of rules actually creates something that's consistent and alive.
0: Insofar as I believe in a God, and I, I really don't, I think I would agree with you that God wouldn't have agency. But this is because I, the first cause, right? This is the argument that theists and atheists love having. If mm. if everything had a cause, then something had to be the first cause. And that first cause, we call God. And that's like... So, the universe had to be created, is the Mm. argument they're making, is someone had to create it, and whoever it was, whatever it was that created it is what we call God, and Mm. I don't agree with that. For one, it flies in the face of physics. Okay, well, hold on. One Uh, of the laws of thermodynamics is that matter cannot be created or destroyed. So why are we ignoring mm, that and assume that the universe, which is nothing but matter and energy, was created in the first place? Okay, yeah, sure. Terminate the infinite regress there and say that the universe has always existed in one form or another and be done with it. Okay. My
6: favorite formulation of the law Of the three laws of thermodynamics are you can't win, you can't break even, and you can't stop playing the game.
5: So you ask the question, (laughs) why don't we just stop it there? Because there appears to be something that works in the opposite direction of entropy.
0: It depends on whether the universe is going to die in a hot death or a cold death.
5: Well, but well no, I mean, okay. So the, you, the you have, you have the, loss of heat everywhere. As a, as it a will part still of entropy, continue right? to exist,
0: though. Entropy doesn't remove matter and energy from the equation. It's only the form. It's only the form in which right. it's changing.
5: Right. So and we can't still stop
0: it, it there. It's just still changing forms.
5: Right. And the fact that it uh, uh, causes a higher and higher complexity is indicative of a different rule of existence or law of physics, if you will, that is extropy. So that in the process
6: of heat dissipating, information collects. Life is the opposite of entropy, right? Because life, eg- life exists and continues itself by organizing things, reducing entropy. Whereas entropy, of course, exists by being the increase in disorder that one falls uh, that one follows when there is no energy expended. So basically, if something alive doesn't come and do something about it, entropy will always increase. But life by existence has to organize matter and reduce entropy. Right.
0: I don't necessarily agree, but it's been, you know... 10 to 15 years since I argued this or paid any attention to it so I don't have the arguments to make so I'm not even going to attempt to but what is the universe Porkfest Pork Fest is a good place to find out do some shrooms and chill and become one with everything DMT there is more coming up here from the Porky Blind Freedom Festival stay tuned it is free talk live Live, and I may actually go through earlier, I have more music beds besides these two. Now, obviously, uh, last year at the Pokemon Freedom Festival, we had four music intros and four outros, and they is were just, dis- well, yeah, well, it is to me. Okay. Well, we had four segments, and I assume most listeners know that we had four segments back then, and that now we're only doing two. And so I just grabbed two random segments and adjusted the links to random segment Templates and adjusted the links here, and because of that, we're just alternating between these two music beds for every segment of the show. When we have like eight different ones that I could use, but like, why would I go through the trouble (laughs) of finding this particular template or adjusting the music bed to a different one when it's going to stop playing itself anyway? So I may do that, may not. Don't don't hold your breath. I'm probably not going to do it because probably not going to think about it until I'm here again tomorrow. Going, man, we've heard this music bed repeatedly today.
5: (laughs) But I will it, continue playing this music bed until it annoys me.
0: But we're, we were talking about theology here and religion and hmm? Christian history because Christian history, it's, it's a lot more intense than most Christians seem to think, right? Hmm? They just... For one, they don't ever read the Bible, so they don't know what the Bible actually says about right. history, and this is why Christians will literally say, "No, the Bible doesn't talk about Asherah." Right, and like, you're, you're making at that least up. I just knew it
5: mentioned the name. That's right. literally why we know the name.
0: But they will straight up say that there's no mention of other gods in the Bible, when like Psalm 82 is right there, and without the context, I did. If I had read, I probably have read Psalm 82 at some point in my life, but if I just read it as a Christian, I would. If I paid attention to what was being said, I would probably be confused by Yahweh addressing other gods as being children of the Most High, but they were not his children in the context of that verse.
5: Ah, but they'll translate it as the mighty, and you'll just go, oh, must be talking about humans. Mighty, mighty humans. Possibly. Wonder why God's taking the time to talk to these mighty humans about this. Wonder how they messed up and upset the Almighty.
6: Might be a reason.
5: But it doesn't fully explain yeah, everything, right? Yeah, and, it's it's wild. This entire like piece of information is completely cut off because of the way that we're interpreting it. And they do
0: the same thing with like the Book of Revelations, which every Christian out there think is about the almost every thinks it's about the future. Like this is something that's going to happen. Well, oh my God! The rivers and the Euphrates River is dried up. The Antichrist is coming. It's over.
5: Well, it is and it isn't, right? So no, it's very uh, clearly well, no, no, about. No, no, it's on. very so,
0: clearly apocalyptic Jewish imagery that yeah, was yeah, yeah. about the yeah. You know, uh,
5: what is the emperor's
0: name? The The first century CE. Nero? Yes, Nero. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: Uh, So here's the thing, though. In order for it to be effective religious literature, it has to uh, have some depiction of patterns that occur over and over again. And the thing the thing about Revelations is it is both in the past and in the future because this is a returning pattern.
0: I don't know that I agree that any part of it explains the future. I think a lot of that is just humans being arrogant oh, well,
5: like like narcissists. Well part they of it they right, see
0: themselves in the reflection and well, that's
5: all there is to it. Right, and part of it right now is that you literally have people who are following it like it's a bloody script. Yeah. So And some so of them look forward certain- to it.
0: That's the most terrifying thing. There are actual people likely in this campground that are <laughs> looking forward to to the end of the world. Take me now. I'm and, ready.
3: And these people fight. Burn groups.
6: everyone Swing in low, nuclear fire. Sweet and Kenya. the world, God, we're ready. Coming for the care Like George W. Wo. Bush was a
0: known Christian, right? And like an, an avenge, evangelical Christian. And he had his fingers on the bomb. I
5: know.
3: And he
0: could have dropped the nukes at any time. That's... Freaking terrifying.
5: Okay, what's more terrifying is that like what who actually probably had their finger on that button was Cheney, who is who's just as bad. Yeah, terrifying, absolutely terrifying, and somehow we have managed to not get nuked. Thankfully, with Trump we had punts. If something's a reason to question atheism, I think it's that. (laughs)
0: Fair enough, but it, it's scary to think that fundamental Christianity is so pervasive throughout the United States that we, we routinely have presidents, and not just presidents, but congressional officials and just voters in general actively looking forward to the end of the world because yeah. of a misreading of... Of this text, it is very clearly about the first century c e and when they try to explain it in the context of today, they run into countless problems, like the the very first parts of revelation, the first three chapters or so are letters that um, John wrote to other churches. Of that time. And mm-hmm. there's no way to interpret those as somehow being about the future or the current times. And they, there's this mention at one point of an army of 200 million strong that they had the bodies of locusts and fiery chests or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. typical
6: biblical imagery, apocalyptic imagery. A lot of teenage girls have the bodies of locusts these days. they day. they, they like it's the going skinny. Around. <laughs> yeah um.
0: skinny. <laughs> it's either that or be trans, right? So, I mean, which one... Which, I've got the body
6: of a seventeen-year-old. I keep her in the basement.
5: Nice.
0: Hold dark. on.
6: Hold on. I've got. It. <laughs> I completely lost so, my train of thought. I've got as it. Well. So revolution actually on the
5: prediction of radical body modification. We're almost there. Wasp uh, bodies. Sort of. It was
0: about well, the two hundred. they also
6: legalized it. both sodomy and marijuana in most of the United States. So now men who lie together can be stoned. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> So
0: they point to this passage about this two hundred million strong army, and they they now insist that this is very, this is about China, the rise of China is oh, predicted right. in the Book of Revelation. Like it doesn't say any such. Where are the dudes with locust chests or well, whatever that the
6: Bible specifically says? North Korea says? is where you see that mostly. They've got the ribs and they. <laughs> well,
3: but
0: realistically, the is, on like, realistic terms, they are just reinterpreting whatever it is they see. Yeah. And like narcissists from mythology, they they see themselves in it.
5: Well, yeah. their team is against China, and I'm right. sure that if things had been different, and the Democrats had wanted to wage war with China, then they would have interpreted Russia as the the uh, demon hordes of the apocalypse. Well, I'm Which sure they done did that. during
6: the Cold War. Yeah. Exactly. They've already used that up. This is why they're using <laughs> Ru- China now. Right.
0: I remember as I was growing up, my grandmother was super concerned about the Book of Revelation and stuff, right? Because there's no mention of the United States anywhere within the text, oh, right? right? No, might... you'll have
5: to go to the Mormon version for that. <laughs> this uh, was her. What you brought the whore concern. of Babylon, isn't that? That, that was frequently? my argument.
0: That was my argument later on, right? It was Mm. this whore that interacted with all the other countries and seems very clearly like the United States, but...
6: (laughs) I doubt that, though, because I love whores. Exactly, exactly.
5: (laughs) No, that's exactly it. It does fit the pattern somewhat. That's why this is functional religious uh, text is because it has a pattern to it. But that doesn't fit the pattern.
0: That's us reading ourselves into it. That's us telling telling the Bible what it says, not it telling us what it says. And the unfortunate no, no, you can't thing say is right that, because that's saying that
5: you're wrong. Well, here's the thing. What people don't realize is that the flood is also in the future. So like well, in, yeah, it's
0: going to flood again one right, day. Right, right. Yeah. So
5: the, in that text, well, also, like, in the text, what does Global it say? Warming. The thought of every person on Earth was nothing but evil continually. Okay, well, think about the floods and the most disastrous ones that we know. Okay, uh, in, in Louisiana, when, like, huge parts of the state are just completely uninhabitable. Why? Because they built these these uh, dams terribly with horrible government work that was absolutely deeply corrupt. So Damn. they built them for only 100 years instead of 1,000 years when you know a big story is coming, it's Louisiana.
0: Yeah, but the existence of floods doesn't mean that the Bible is true. It, it doesn't well, provide the, the Bible with any credibility whatsoever. If you, it's, yes, there if are you floods. Want to,
5: if you want everything to end up underwater, then allow things to degenerate to the
6: point where no one's doing anything but thinking pure evil thoughts all the time.
0: Well, maybe, but you've got to be... we've
6: got the rainbow now, so that was supposed to be the guarantee that that would not be done again. Right. you've got to be near time, water for that to hail,
5: work. Next time it's hail and brimstone, so we get ice hail, and fire
0: the the gang's all here. But you got to be near water for that to work. Like Colorado's not going to get underwater right. just because they're whatever it was that you said, uh, uh, evil and immoral.
5: Right. right. Well, Colorado's
0: and, not going underwater just because.
5: Give it time. <laughs> well, uh, it will end up underwater, figuratively or literally, in one way or another. The more corrupt
3: it right. gets.
0: But if we start talking figuratively, then the words don't actually mean anything, and we can point out my That's, dog over there and say that she's proof of the Bible.
3: Sure. Because words no longer deity? mean
0: anything. It's well, all figurative, right? And that's what Christians do. When when their text stops applying in literal terms because most of it wasn't meant to apply and they, they lose the ability to read themselves into it and reinterpret it in a way that it's about themselves, they go, well, this is this is figurative anyway. This is metaphorical. It wasn't meant to be literally true. And that's, a, that's uh, a fiction that was created roughly around the 18th and 19th century, around the same time that the book of Revelation came to be believed by fundamentalists to be about the future. And I forget the name of the Bible that was most prolific, then, But it was the first time that anyone wrote their own accompanying notes to go with the Bible. And I, I wish I could remember the guy's name, but it proliferated throughout the United States. So this was the Bible that almost everyone in the United States had. And it very clearly took the position that the book of Revelation was something that was going to happen in the future. Whereas prior mm-hmm. to that, everyone knew that it was about Nero. Because mm-hmm. I, I can't think of the examples off the top of my head, but it's well, very that, clearly that about Nero. Well, that definitely been
5: around for a long time, is that it was uh, completed in Nero. But the thing is, it, it, it's a depiction of apocalypse. It's how the world ends. There are commonalities every time that the world you're, uh, you're experiencing comes to an end and the game rules fundamentally change.
0: Yeah, but I don't think that's fair because, I mean, Nostradamus has said things that, you know, have come true here and there. Anyone making any sort of prediction about the future can say something that becomes sort of true if you right. squint enough yeah, and they, you they, tilt your head a they, bit to the you side. Have to you have
5: uh, yeah. the prediction Yeah, yeah they, they both have that problem of being very much like a Rorschach blot in a lot of ways.
0: Very much. That's very much what the Bible well, is.
5: And I actually think that's where its utility lies. So, for example, I, I know a group of people who, like, their interpretation of stone them to death is like, well, now wait a second. God's first time killing anyone, it was an exile, so this is just a commandment to exile. And then all of a sudden, the text is much more tolerable and useful. If it's, hey, exile people for doing this. Throw rocks at them until they go away for uh, breaking the basic laws of your community. Like, that's actually tolerable, whereas, you know, just off them for any infraction is, is not a tolerable way of interpreting this.
6: It sounds like burying them in their neck... Uh, bearing them to their neck in sand would also be contrary to the idea of throw rocks at them until they go away it, it because be. it prevents them from going away. It certainly does.
0: There are a bunch of occasions in the Bible where like the punishment just doesn't seem to fit the crime. For example, the prophet Elijah was going into some city and some kids mocked him and made fun of him and laughed at him because he was bald. Ha ha, look at Baldy over there. So what did he do? He summoned a bear that ate them.
5: And he summoned it? Okay, yes. I'm down
6: with that.
0: And this is like straight up in the Bible. This prophet of God had some kids go, ha ha, you're bald. And he was like, I'll show you bald. And summoned I'm a she-bear. I know what she for summon.
5: Right. Summoned the she-bear to attack them. I, kn- I knew about Another the attack aspect- over the baldness thing. I didn't know the summoning was involved.
0: It was. And there, there's countless examples of, like, witchcraft and stuff like that throughout the Bible. Oh, yeah. It condemned witchcraft and some of the stuff that Moses did. Like, Moses well, threw his staff on the ground before the Pharaoh, and it turned into a snake. Well, like that and, is
5: And just like the, the gods thing, right? It doesn't deny the existence of evil magic. It, it clearly says, no, no, no. If you talk to this lady, she can talk to the spirits of the dead. They won't be happy about it, but you can talk to this lady, and she can straight up summon ghosts for you. But don't, because God doesn't like it. Right. Wrong kind of magic. God's magic is up magic. You're allowed to do up magic. You're doing down magic, which is like summoning dead people. But this Don't is do why, dead magic.
6: Necromance, if you want to, we can bring dead friends to life. <laughs> but your friends aren't dead, and if they're not dead, then they're no friends of mine.
0: This is sort of the issue I have with Christianity and apologetics in general, though. Once upon a time, Elijah, the same prophet, mm. was willing to run a contest against these 12 priests of Baal or Baal. I, I don't remember which one it is, where they, they were testing to see whose offerings would burst into flames first. Oh, yeah. And Elijah was so convinced in his, in his truth and his accuracy and his rightness that they poured like 12 barrels of water onto the ox that he was supposed to burn. And that, that was what a believer in God once did. It's like, okay, Yes, you. While the priests of Baal failed, mm-hmm. he succeeded. But now Christian apologetics are exactly the opposite, and they're like, "Well, technically, the Bible doesn't necessarily say that slavery is bad." And slavery a different issue well, in the Bible, but there's just countless well, so, examples so I'm glad
5: of... So I'm glad you bring it up, actually. So uh, it, it's been on both sides of this issue, unfortunately. But no, on the Which is exactly side, what you would
0: expect of right, the Bible. The,
5: the, the eradication of slavery as an accepted practice was because of Christianity. Well, it was because, because of uh, Christians. Well, specifically, the idea is, and this was introduced as a Christian idea, so I think it's fair to give them the credit. Okay, it goes with the idea of, like, you get to determine uh, whether you spend eternity in heaven or hell, which, granted, is, like, terribly inarticulate. But along with that comes uh, uh, the idea that, okay, there is one king, and it's Christ. So there is only one master for all men, and you ain't it. Therefore, we can't have slavery. The
0: Bible anymore. doesn't say that, though. It says exactly the opposite. There, there's countless examples in the Old Testament and the New of Paul saying, Slaves, obey your masters. Your master was appointed by God right. to be your master, so obey them.
5: Right. A powerful tool used for good and used for evil. And, uh, when- but the Christians when- didn't
0: use it for evil because there's no verses in the Bible that are anti-slavery. It's, it's all one-directional. They just overcame that and became better people in spite of Christianity and in spite of the Bible, not because of it.
5: Oh, this has been a, a long, old argument on both sides. They've been using the Bible itself to condemn uh, slavery here. That's because they're and disingenuous,
0: and they argue that no, right. what the Bible condemns is enslaving other Israelites, and otherwise it was indentured servitude. And you know, they put a sword through your okay to your throat well, and demand that you obey their god, but it's totally voluntary. Okay. That's the sort of argument well, the anti-slavery to first
5: commandment the very first commandment now everyone thinks it's just uh thou shalt have no gods before me no no it actually starts with here's who i am here is how you know what we're talking about i am the lord thy god who brought you out of egypt yes out of the house of bondage so in case you didn't get the metaphor Egypt, where you were slaves, I took you out of that. In case you didn't get that metaphor, I'm also going to follow it, yes, out of the house of bondage. So if you're talking Mm -hmm. about this idea, the definition for this idea, and I'm not saying they articulated it perfectly, but the definition for this idea is what brings you out of bondage that is what you need to put in front of every other thing that distracts you or angers you or makes you giddy that's the thing that you need to put first that's the 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 idea at the very bottom of it is yeah but what that only applies to israel like that, that has
0: absolutely nothing to do with them enslaving heathens who don't believe in yahweh in the first place that that is just an instruction to the israelites about what they should and should not it has nothing to do with slavery
5: well, if what you're worshiping is freedom, then eventually it'll lead you to not have slaves. Christians
0: are specifically not worshiping freedom. Freedom, Christianity is as antithetical to self-rule and liberty as one can get. It bestows in people the the desire, the, the goal, where justice, what is good, what is moral, is obedience to the king, obedience to God. Why is God right? Because he's the one in charge. He's the one who says so. God kills 180,000 Assyrians all over the place in the Bible, and it's never wrong. And why is it not wrong? Because God is God. He's the one with the authority. He's the one in the control. He who has the gold makes the rules, as they say.
5: And who gets and, to determine what God says?
0: Well, if you believe in Him, then God Himself. Right. But that's irrelevant. That's not the point I'm right, making right. here. My and, and, the point I'm making here: stop no, changing no, no, the mean, subject. In terms. Stop changing the subject. The very, very clear point here is that Christianity is as opposite to freedom as you can get. It's all about obey the king, obey the God, because they said so. And if you don't, you deserve to be punished, and Except that punishment that the king is, is not just. A
5: man, and that's the that's the big technological breakthrough. It's just to replacing the one with another.
0: It's just replacing one word with another, and later on, like uh, Paul specifically says, your your rulers are the same are as gods; they were appointed by God, divine rule all over again, going all the way back to you know 300 CE. So there's been no period in Christian history where it was pro freedom.
5: I really except find when William Wilberforce led the entire abolition movement. I didn't
0: say there were no Christians who were pro freedom. I said Christianity was never pro freedom.
5: Well, it was the dominant form of that's Christianity like that, at the time. That's like
0: saying that libertarianism is pro gay. It's not pro gay, right? Christianity also is not pro freedom. Just because I, as a libertarian and pro gay, doesn't mean that libertarianism is pro gay. Just because these Christians are pro freedom doesn't mean that Christianity well, is pro freedom.
5: It well, depends on who you have speaking for God to you, because you get well. To according pick who to the Christians, God.
0: again, God speaks for Himself,
5: hmm. and none of them is can agree so? on what
0: He has to say.
5: Is that so? Because it seems yeah. to me that all the Christians that you're complaining about are listening to some person speak for God. So that's what that's
0: because I don't believe in their God. Their God doesn't exist. And that's all they actually have.
5: Except that you can actually
3: the fact like, that I'm acknowledging
0: the fact that I'm acknowledging that they're speaking for God doesn't mean their God exists or has any sort of agency separate from them. It means exactly what what I've said is that they claim to be speaking for their God. They say that their God speaks for himself and their God speaks to them. And in turn, they speak to us. Me pointing that out doesn't mean their God is actually there or has any basis whatsoever. It's just like, hey, yeah, this is a tool of oppression that they're using to get other people to obey.
5: Right. So you could, on the one hand, you just saying, do what right, that You could say. I disagree with you. You could, on the one hand, say, uh, just do what that guy says. Or you could say, uh, that guy speaks for God, therefore do what that guy says. And on the other hand, you could say, just do what you decide to do or do what you decide to do because God tells you to. And you end up with the same two different things.
0: No, not at all. Do what you want to do because you decide to do that is the message of Lucifer. And God was very upset with Lucifer for doing that, right? And he punished humanity for all time, according to the Christian Bible, for trying to become as gods and learning the difference between good and evil. The lesson of Christianity is very clearly that God is the one who tells us right from wrong. And what God tells us to do is right, regardless of any other circumstances, because God is the one who told us to do it. That's the basis of their entire... And who gets to interpret
5: what that is, is you. And when you give up that power to someone else is when you're using this in the wrong way.
0: It depends on so many things. Uh Yes, I can interpret the Bible, and that's just as valid as anyone else interpreting the Bible. Right. I'm not disputing that. But the fact that I can interpret the Bible doesn't give the Bible any credibility whatsoever. It just means that I can read this text in a way that I approve of. Mm-hmm. That's all it means. I can read Harry Potter and get my morality from that. It doesn't mean that Voldemort is real, right?
5: Yep that's correct
0: so it's irrelevant to the conversation as a whole that people can interpret the Bible in whatever way they no, want no no
5: that's actually the that, that's the important difference do you know so little about comparative theology that, that you don't know what all of the priesthoods for <laughs> that, all that the time the have ca- done that
0: being the case the, right. pe- the ability of people to interpret Harry Potter is proof that Voldemort mm-hmm. is relevant
5: okay maybe that, that's abso- Voldemort can actually teach you some real lessons about
6: uh, the eternal nature of life
5: sure but, sure, but that doesn't mean prophecy- that the
6: Of my church include uh, Stranger in a Strange Land by Robert Heinlein. They include uh, The Moon is a Harsh Mistress by Robert Heinlein uh they include uh And
0: I'm not uh, saying Darwin's any of this is invalid. I'm just saying theses. it's not proof of divine revelation. And that no. is what I'm Christians not are that it is Well, that's what Christians are purporting. Great. That's the entire point. Here. If Christians were saying, saying their word was the word of God, there wouldn't be a problem.
5: And I'm saying that it is just as free as not.
0: But it's definitively not as free, because the entire thing is about obey God because God says so, and God's the one in charge, and he'll punish you for I mean, all eternity
5: if you don't. You, you may as well be arguing that fire is fundamentally bad just because it can burn your house down. Whereas if you look at fire being used no, that's, to cook your that's, meal-
0: No, in this case, that would be blaming the self. They'd be like, well, you chose not to obey God, so you burned your own house down. You chose to not believe in God, so you sent yourself to hell. That's false. That's victim okay. blaming.
5: Well, uh, did God tell you to be careful with fire?
0: No, God pretty never sure says that anything God in the I'm pretty sure
5: that God says Bible. to be careful. I, like, sure over doesn't. and over says, be careful.
0: I, I don't think so. Really? No, he, he says that, you know, don't mix two different types of linen together and things like that, and, you know, don't be gay. But doesn't ever actually provide any useful instructions like, hey, wash your hands before you eat.
6: Well, if you're going to be gay, smoke uh, Actually, weed. washing
5: your hands, uh, it was exclusively carried forward because of that text.
0: There's nothing in the Bible about washing your hands. It was a Jewish tradition. Yeah, there it was a Jewish tradition to wash one's hands. That's yeah, one of the reasons. Yeah, where do you
5: think they put it? It's in the Old Testament.
0: There's nothing in the Bible about washing your hands. About washing your
5: hands. Well,
0: you're welcome to I pull will. it up, but there's, I'm going si- to insist that there's nothing in it. And it's, uh, and it's all irrelevant anyway. The issue with Christianity is the Bible is not divine revelation, and Christians purport it to be. That's the issue here.
5: Not to you. What do you it's mean not, not to It's not divine me? revelation to you. I Just know because that. it's not divine revelation. It's not divine to you. revelation at all. It's not divine revelation to others.
0: Uh, I'm not going to argue with you about whether or not Christianity is right or whether or not Christians exist and believe that the Bible is divine revelation. Duh. Obviously, that. some people believe that. But that's where I disagree with them. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's all
5: the discussion we're and, having. You're trying to turn this into, into some s-
0: weird Christian argument about whether or not God is or isn't real or whether or not I'm the Christians are or aren't right. I'm, I'm saying, saying that's that irrelevant. It's a tool
5: that can be used for freedom or it can be used for enslavement.
0: So, well, so is everything, but
5: okay, there 's nothing so in the Bible the that suggests fault. that freedom it's is the, good it 's not something that 's inherent to Christianity for it to be enslaving. it gets used for enslaving you can use no a, no, doubt. No,
0: hold on you can use a brick to nail some to nail a piece of a nail into a wood you can you can use a brick to nail a nail into wood mm-hmm. that doesn 't mean the brick is naturally a hammer it doesn 't mean that it 's useful as a hammer it doesn 't mean that it is a hammer. So the fact that people can interpret the Christian to be pro freedom doesn't mean there's anything in excuse me that they interpret the Bible to be pro freedom doesn't mean there's anything in the Bible. It just means they're but reinterpreting the that, it. And they're reading themselves into it the in a way that, that it says the what they want them mo- to say.
5: The fact that it had the single most effective campaign against slavery in the history of humankind. No, no, Christians indicates did that. that. Don't
0: credit the Bible with that. That was Christians. That was human beings. They people did, did it because that, the of Bible.
5: the Bible. I they don't did care that
0: because of the Bible. That's irrelevant. They did it, not the Bible.
5: Right. So the fact that it was useful for that tool for that for that purpose indicates that the tool has some facility at doing that yes, purpose. Yes,
0: and you can nail a nail into a piece of wood with a brick. And you it'll be better than can. using your
5: hand, which means that Probably. it's somewhat useful for the purpose. But
0: that doesn't mean a brick is a hammer. We're Robert out of time for today, so you can join us in the meantime over on our website at freetalklive.com. We're here all week until the twenty-fifth. It is Free Talk Live.